Welcome, everyone, to the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt. My name is Kyle. I'm Brian. And I'm Corbin. And I'm Corbin. How's it going, Corbin, guys? looking fresh How's... and clean. So yes, fresh sir, and so yes, clean. Sir. Look at that. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so we got to kind of start tonight's show at a little bit of a, a, a somber note as uh, our community has lost a legend today. Uh, Mr. Mr. Denny O'Neill passed away. Now, I don't think you can. Denny O'Neill is one of those names synonymous with comics like Neil Adams, that, that creative team, Neil Adams, Denny O'Neill, mm-hmm. um, Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, you know, Bill Finger. Not even gonna, not even gonna go with Bob Kane, <laughs> but <laughs> delete Bob Kane oh, alone. But yeah, it's sad that uh, we lost <laughs> we lost a great man in Denny O'Neill today. So. Yeah, you guys know how much uh, how, how much of a big part of my comics life that that team is and that writer is. Um, I'm a huge Denny O'Neill fan. Uh, I think that. Denny O'Neill did more. Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams did more to make comics socially conscious than anybody has done ten times over. Yeah, they put they put shit in the spotlight that no one else was putting in the spotlight. With meaning. Yeah. Uh, it, as a matter of fact, I really hope that there's some cool tributes that come out over the next couple of days. Um, some some tributes that maybe get more exposure than normal because he definitely deserves it especially in a time like right now um if there ever was a guy that was down in the in the gutters and and you know going through some shit went through some major shit in his life that dude was a hardcore alcoholic for a long time beat alcoholism um you know was in new york back in the 70s and the 60s and the 80s when, there. yeah that <laughs> dude was, that dude was in living in the gutters and and putting that in the pages of the comics and in a way that really meant something to people that were reading at the time. N- never before were comics, the comics even have any type of social message um, until Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams, like truly on a major level, people don't understand that. So I really hope he gets uh, some big tributes. Well, I know Neil Adams already came out and, and penned one in a very Neil Adams esque way and yeah. only Neil Adams kid. Yeah. Tried to call Neil him a Adam- friend without calling him a friend, basically, is what it, is yeah. what it came down to. But. Yeah, Neil Adams is very good about uh, sound and pompous. <laughs> He's got it mastered. Yeah. But it's, it's so awesome to hear him talk, though. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, Denny O'Neill could be one of those guys that you could give credit to for humanizing superheroes. Like, like Brian said, he's well known for taking real life experiences and pushing them to the forefront of his books and his writing and stuff. So, you know, that's why you get things like the speedy shooting heroin and a lot of the stuff that you saw with, with Batman. Oh, so. Just think John, John, you know, John Stewart is Danny O'Neill, Neil Adams. 
Um, think about how important that character is, uh, especially for young black men in, in America at the time who didn't really have a character that they could look at and say, like, like, well, a perfect example is uh, how Neil Adams put it in when we interviewed him. And he said that, you know, there wasn't a, a black character where young black men and women, I guess, at the time could have looked at and said, here's a character that, you know, has has. Uh, grown up, uh, gotten out of out of the ghetto, or 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 uh, made it through secondary call schooling and college, and and had a good job. They didn't have anything like that in in the comics, and until John Stewart, um, it was it was and even the way Neil Adams put it, it was usually the the black superheroes uh, were. Um, their backstory was ridiculous. You know, it, it wasn't a backstory that uh, could help somebody reading it really um, uh, endear themselves to the character. Um, and Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill did that with Jon Stewart in a major way, a major way. So much so that we, I, I, you know, I get angry because I'm a Hal Jordan fan when, when young kids talk about Jon Stewart being their favorite Green Lantern just because I'm such a Hal Jordan geek. But John Stewart is a lot of young kids' favorite Green Lantern right now because of the exposure John Stewart got in uh, um, the uh, cartoons, and rightfully so. So, yeah, uh, big uh, big loss for the for the whole community on a whole, not just the comics community. And it, it, it kind of sucks that yeah. he doesn't get to he didn't get to live long enough to see a character he created in Madam Web get her her big screen debut in her, her movie. So, but I mean, he was, he's a crucial part of comics in general. So it's, it's a big loss all the way around. Yep. And it was cool that if you were Phoenix fan fusion a few years ago, he was here and you got to meet him there. And so yeah. it's a, I mean, it's a big loss, but, but we, but we used to those because all those guys are, are about at the end of the road, you know, they're taking Thanks, that man. one last trip down the road. So I appreciate that. It's good to <laughs> You're welcome, Corbin. Damn, you just gave everybody a death sentence. Yeah. Hey. Matt Mike, it's sad, guys. What are you talking about? On a show where we literally took bets on when Stan Lee was going to kick the fucking bucket. All right? We literally took bets on when Stan Lee was going to die. And then we took after that, we took bets again after his wife died when he was going to die. I was about to say, we need to do a comic <laughs> I, let's do a comic book Deadpool. That's just like if you die, if think sad right now that he passed away, but just get ready because a lot of your favorite writers, it's the end of the road. Um, it is. A lot of those writer. old guys said the end of the road. My point Neil is twenty twenty two. My point exactly. is if you're twenty twenty two, when Adams. when cons come back, whether it's the end of this year or next year, if you're on the fence where you get, if you're going to a convention where you could potentially see some see some of these old guys, and you're on the fence. Do it because they don't, there's not much time left. And that could be for anyone, but especially for the old seniors. That's Matt's message. There you go. And, and how cool would that be to be at a con and go, how you feeling? You're in my death pool. Yep. How are you feeling right now? You feeling good? Because I've got you slated for like 2022. So let's let's take your vitamins right now and yeah. your vegetables and and exercise a little bit, please. Big shout out to uh uh, local Arizona resident and comedian out there in Bisbee, Arizona, Doug Stanhope, because uh, Doug Stanhope might have been the originator of the true death pool. Uh, 
that guy has been uh, putting money with all his friends, uh, uh, doing a, a fantasy death pool draft every year for the last ten years. And uh, Howard Stern's had one for like twenty something years. Yeah, bets <laughs> all the years. They've, you know what I mean? They've always had a long, long time bets going. They even had their friends on it. I mean, some of them drafted Ralphie May first round many years in a row. So, oh yeah, yeah he was like eight hundred pounds and did coke for days, man. Yeah, he was a good dude, man. Homework tells his Ralphie May stories, dude. It's hilarious. Yeah, dude, he's Ralphie May voice. Yeah, player. You know, player. I'm gonna. I'll be down in 20 minutes. I've been sitting here for three hours, Ralphie. Yeah, 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 man. I'm gonna. I got about another hour to go. I got this cheeseburger I'm gonna eat. And, you know, I got this stuff and I got some weed I need to smoke. Okay, Ralphie, it's been five hours. You do a pretty damn good Ralphie May impression, Kyle. <laughs> Not bad at all. <laughs> Not bad at all. Ty. But so yeah, we just. I wanted to address that the Denny O'Neill thing right away because it, it just literally happened today and it's a it's a huge blow, but yeah, but it gave us content for a death pool, so let's go. Let's get that started. Death pool. Next week we'll have we'll we'll have a list and we'll we'll do a draft and we'll draft our we'll draft our our people and then we'll put we'll put some money in the pot. But the way we can do it is higher up the more known somebody is, the more that person is worth. So, Donnie Cates. So, like, yeah, like, say, if you have Donnie Cates, he's he he would be at like three dollars, and then you would have like somebody lower that's not as known would only be worth a dollar, and then you have to tally up everything that everybody that's on your list and how much you owe, and yes, that's you put into the pot. Oof. And we'll do a draft, and we'll we'll randomly pick names, and and just like a draft, and we'll pick our names. Wow, that. Okay. So that's 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 what we'll do this week. I'm glad. Anybody out there that wants to play with us? We should have. Yeah. Uh, we should have did that with Stan Lee. I'm not. I'll be back, guys. That pool. That pool would have grown. That pool would have grown massively. So. Maybe. <sighs> Death makes me sleepy. Me too. No, that's yeah, that's sad though. I think you know, making characters three dimensional as he did, bring up race like you said, and, and putting it to the forefront. As long as there's drug issues and other things, um, didn't he pen Batman Venom? I feel like he did. Um, and that was one of my favorite pieces of, yeah, he did. He did with um, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Um, he did. He was part of some of the classic Neil Adams covers. You know the Batman, exactly. Yeah, and all those awesome Neil Adams covers. There's, there's mm-hmm. you know, there's a meets the person right behind with it, so it's awesome. And he's indirectly related. I mean, indirectly responsible for the start of Bane with introducing the the drug Venom, and how Batman was you know first involved with that and the storyline with that. And just how deep and light it was, and that was just then Daniel O'Neill and his writing anyway. So, it's so I hear that Corbin is going to go on Couch Crunchers tomorrow night and educate them on who Denny O'Neill is, huh? Oh, nice, good for you. Yeah, shout out to those guys. Those guys are awesome. Kyle, take thank you, Kyle. Well, it, it's also contingent on our hangout, so you know, let's mm-hmm. not let's not talk about it too much because going to educate that audience <laughs> on on the great <laughs> Denny O'Neill. That would be, be kind of cool to bring in an an audience where. 
they only talk about movies and some anime to bring in something as iconic that they obviously they know about, they have knowledge of, but to bring in that closer insight, I think is awesome. True. I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Matt, for the shout out. I'm sure. You know, again, that's um, a digital mm-hmm. events from tomorrow, so we'll see, but it's possible, and I'm excited if so. <laughs> We should do two. We should do a celebrity death pool, and then we should do a comic death pool. I'm down for that. More celebrity than the comic one hurts, because I know it's going to come in. I'm like, dang it, like there's people. Yeah, but you're right. Let's do it. Oh, boy. Sweet. Well, I yeah. mean, if we're going to do death pools, we might, do, we might as well do death pool on the next show that's going to get canceled, as uh, that leads into our main topic. For the title is that Cops, after 34 seasons... Something like that. Cop or thirty-one years. Cops is uh, being pulled off the air, and uh, as well as live PD. So that means there's no more getting sweaty because you're watching cops. You got to dry oh. off, people, because cops is over. So, dude, live PD is probably like my ultimate favorite Saturday thing to do. Like that four-hour block is some of the greatest television. I love it. And I don't understand the 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 backlash on Live PD. Like I understand the cops. I don't care about Live PD though. Like you said, that that's a a fantastic show to watch. And it's because of the humor of the people they're arresting and what people do when they realize they're on TV, you know, and, and what people say and what, you know, it it gives you that look and I don't understand that aspect of it. I understand they're calling for police reform, but this this kind of can put they can use this to put police officers in a good light. That's the whole point of life, PD. But yeah, I think exactly at a certain point it goes from putting them in good light to possibly propaganda. Or at least that's such the mindset. I don't really have much of an opinion on those shows. Um, I was more upset with the videos of cops dancing with people before then shooting them with tear gas than I was about TV. Because at the end of the day, it's just like reality tv and everything like it's all about obviously agendas and stereotypes and all of that it's tv you know yeah it may put them in a more positive light um i don't understand getting rid of it entirely but at the end of the day everyone what was the reasoning for it huh what was the reasoning for it well in general i think it was just pressure i'm not really sure i'm looking up now i think i think it was just pressure to kind of i mean for one 31 years is a long time also, like, you're going to pick the five or six good stories and have on, you know, on a midnight block when all this other crap's going on. I mean, but it, it's endured a lot of other shootings. Like, it's, it's been around a long time. I mean, he's awesome because it's live. It's there. There's a, there's a very small delay. There's It's not like cops where it's all chopped up and already done. Mm-hmm. And, they all, and they've taken the best instances. I mean, I guess what they do is they jump around you know, from city to city as it dies down, but like live PD, I mean, it's live, it's in your face. It's yeah. It's not edited. Like I, I'm pretty sure cops is still, I know they say it's filmed live on location with men and living women or women of law enforcement, but I don't know. Yeah. I can't men and women, but I think it's still edited where that you're only getting the best stuff where you, like you said, live PD is it's live in your face. There's no editing. You're watching it as it happens. And it's still kind of funny when it happens, like they they get in with Pima County or you know places in Arizona that you know. What are you still doing here? Yeah, and then you're you're like sitting there waiting to see if you know somebody pop that pops up on there. And like when they did it, um, and they went to Metro Center, mm-hmm. 
I was like, oh, yes, yeah, I love seeing familiar. That was my favorite part about watching it when they were here because when they're in Phoenix, I was like, I'd be looking at the signs in the background going, I know where they're at. I know exactly where they're fucking at. And, yep, something's going to pop off because they're in that area. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand the true reason why they pulled the plug. Like, it's it's well, just because of the back flat, the backlash from the the protests that are going on. They're they're also, doing the police reform protests, and you have a lot of states that are looking at abolishing police departments completely. So, like, there's the movement has effectively done what it was supposed to do, and police reform is happening, and it's happening in a big way. And that's pretty much why why they did is to they pull it off of that to, to remove the focus from the police officers. Well, there's also been some data and stuff proven about some of the suspects and people arrested. Cause obviously, you know, even the arrests are done to a certain extent with the, like being shown on camera with the people who are, then they sign like release or waivers or whatever the case may be. And they were like, Oh, we didn't. Um, we were coerced into just being lively, like live filmed on this. Like the, different interactions afterwards or if you watch some of the episodes there's a few episodes i know there's complaints about the way that cops were in certain neighborhoods doing tasing and different things um or different like um what's the word where you're like you identify someone or you profile profiling and stuff that wasn't exactly cop procedure but we're in a rug neighborhood there's this black man down the street let's see what he's doing like I've like, never, heard, never, that. I've never heard, heard of that on live TV. Yeah, never. I'm giving an example, but I will share the article with which I got research of people like bring it up. I think it's the guardian or something. I'll share, I'll share stuff on that, but situations of not proper police work being done yet glorified because it's on TV. Now that I have seen. So what to add to that, right? There's Back a, uh-huh, sorry. There's a couple cops. If you watch live PD, I think they're in new Orleans. There are newer, there's two New Orleans cops. And out of all of the officers that I see, these two guys are the kind of the ones that are on this fringe. Like, they're the two guys that, that they're regular cops, but they never have a uniform on. Mm-hmm. And they got long hair, which is fine. I'm sure they do a lot of undercover work or whatever. But you could tell these guys are like, borderline you could see where if the camera wasn't on what you were saying is what happens but once they know because you could see it getting escalating to that and then you could see him like you could see like the wheels turning you see him like back pedaling back down and like but there's the two the two cops in new orleans those are the ones i would say I haven't watched live PD enough. I, I I can't I can't say that for sure. I, I've seen cops more than a few times. Live PD is fantastic, and it has a huge community. Like that's what people do. It's Friday night, Saturday night. They get for that four hour block of live PD, and they're tweeting. They're live tweeting as the show's going on. So whenever someone says something funny, it's blown up on Twitter. Like live PD had a massive community and following with it, and it was. I don't know. I'm a little sad to see live PD go. I understand why it is, but. Like everything, like I don't the, understand. The, a lot of like the chat saying that they're trying to cancel everything. Cops, they want police Lego sets pulled. They want well, to cancel. Like, Paul, they want to cancel the kids' cartoon Paw Patrol yeah, because Paw Patrol. one of the dogs is a police officer. So it's just the police reform and everything. Police are being put in a a at the forefront of negativity right now, and they're just trying to remove everything. So I don't know. Hopefully. Yeah, Cops has been canceled, 
as of right now, Live PD has just been shelved, and they have not said whether they're going to cancel it or not or move forward with it. So we'll see what happens. But that's Dude, Live PD is awesome. It is. It is very comical. And and I, a lot of the people they're just you know like a lot of the stuff that happens on Live PD it's just boring traffic stops and it's just you know. And they go, hey, I'm on Live PD. Yeah. Like a lot of people they talk, they end up being excited. Some people are all stupid. Oh, camera in my face. But for the most part, most people are like, yeah, we're on Live PD. Like they're excited about it. But but then that's what I like about Live PD is it was there to educate you too, because they had the the panel of police officers that were in the studio that would explain why the officer did what he did and explain the situation as the arrest was going or the mm-hmm. you know, the apprehension was going down or whatever traffic stop whatever the cop says, they were breaking it down, explaining it to you why it was being done that way. And it, I mean, it was educational too, but I don't, I, I could care less about cops. I'm more upset about live PD. Yeah. I love live PD. I guess this is one where it's awesome. Yeah. I could care less about either. So it's like, it was just something that that was my Saturday night. Like, okay, I'm watching live PD. Like if if Nubia and I were going to the bar, it would be we're watching live PD till it's time to go to the bar. Like one of the bars we used to go to, we when we got there, we would have them turn live PD on for us so that we could continue watching live PD. And what's cool about like Direct TV is they play it, and then the West Coast feed comes on, and then you can just watch it again. I would watch the whole entire thing again. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Stodd just said, I've seen so many dildos found in cars on live PD. It's Comedy insane. Goals. So have I. <laughs> Did you see the one where they were? They were off by the cemetery, and they were pulled off the road, and the cops, like, they were, like, in a cemetery, and it was late at night, so they pulled over to see what they were doing, and the dude liked to get fucking railed by dildos. So he had, so when they were searching them, dude had so many dildos, and they were his to go in however he felt that night, and he would have people come and insert it into him for him because he liked that. And he must have had a dozen of them. Grizzle Geek says, Cops is a show to make you feel better about yourself and your family. <laughs> yes, I agree. But that, like, I grew up watching the show. Because like, Saturday night in my house, my parents used to watch Cops on Fox, America's Most Wanted, Unsolved mm-hmm. Mysteries. And then, you know, so you kind of grew up on Cops if you're in your, your mid to late 30s. You know, that's... If, if I heard the theme song of that playing, no matter where I was, I was up too late. <laughs> it didn't matter where I was. Boys, like, bad boys, what you gonna do? I should be in bed. <laughs> like, like, didn't matter what time. When I was younger, I think like like eight or nine it was still maybe prime time on Fox or something. So like, it'd be like seven or eight when it was on. But as I got older, and that's nope, it was eleven and twelve, and that meant you should have your ass in bed. So that's all I associate with it. I've seen maybe a couple episodes, but then again, in general, those shows never. It's whatever to me. So, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, to be fair, I don't know how long Life PD was, but to last 31 years, that's a long time. I almost got it just as long, if not longer, than Law & Order. So, like, I'm not shedding any tears over it because they had a hell of a run. Like, yeah, cops, I don't. I got the same opinion as Matt. I can give a shit about cops. But Live PD was fucking where it's at. <laughs> like, and then they had the body cam show that they had, and they had... It was great. I feel like they'll bring one of those shows back. Got to watch some hot, very, very hot female officers in action. 
Fucking fun. It was a good time. I'm sad to see Live PD get shelved. Cops, yeah. cops, whatever. But Live PD entertain is entertaining. It's fucking badass. I'm so bummed. Yeah. Yes, cops was the first reality TV. Michael, Stein. you know the first reality? Yeah, I guess it was. Jerry Springer is pretty close to that too, though. I thought Jerry Springer stopped. That dude stopped and started so many times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it went. Yeah, twenty. Steve made his oh, own. No, it, it's been. It went from ninety, yeah, ninety-one to twenty eighteen. Well, then it, it stopped. What, no, uh, Jerry Springer. And then when didn't it stop are... when he ran for uh, for governor or whatever, and then it came back. Twenty-eight years, four thousand nine hundred and sixty-nine episodes. But I think it's done. Yeah, it's a wrap. But um, it's still it's coming. The rerun still. Exactly. That'll never go. <laughs> right? It's spinned off right. into the Steve Wilco show. Yeah, I look at that more as a copycat than a spinoff. Well, like I, he tried I look to be at serious. The, we need to get down and, and really yeah, and exactly. Why you're going, I know. Well, that I say spinoff because Steve Wilco. Steve he, Wilco was Jerry Springer's bodyguard. He was the he main spun dude. Off, but the sh- yeah. yeah, exactly. But the spinoff to me is like something at, at, in some way related to the source material. No, Steve Wilco's trying to do his own thing, end up with the thing of ish. It's it's bull. Like I hate. It's like the worst parts of Jerry Springer and Doctor Phil. Jerry, Jerry. That used to be on my bucket list was to go to to Jerry Springer. That would be. So- I would I would always try to guess how many seconds before the weeds flew off. Take it off. Take <laughs> yeah. it off. Snatch the weave. <laughs> and they be coming, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, take off. My man. That's my, that's my dude right here. That's right. That's why I'm in there all night. Ding, 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 yeah. And the weave and, and, and the sh- cheap shoes and everything just flying. Uh... They get up and their shirts are all ripped and shit. They always had the best content. Like I'm fucking my cousin, and yeah. I'm pregnant with my cousin's baby, and my aunt don't know. Motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> and now we break. Like, there's no. I mean, the, 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 the chicks usually weren't like award winning. You know, they were the best of the trailer park trash. Mm-hmm. But like that dude walk out, and you're like, these two bitches are fighting over that dude, right? Yeah, long <laughs> must be. He come out. Big dude, it must be like twenty-seven inches. He'll say something stupid, and they'll fight him. I don't know what we're fighting over. Y'all both can have me, and then ding, 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 and then. But let's bring out his brother, who was also screwing with her cousin, and it just—it's the plot twist just got so convoluted. I was like, they always uh, throw out those sick jabs at each other. Oh, he told me he liked riding me better than his truck, and then just like, oh god, here we go. Oh no, no, they have their fights, and then. Jerry gives them a thing of water. They know they ain't going to drink. <laughs> like, everyone know they ain't drinking that water. They take it and just throw it at you. And then Jerry always concludes it with, like, a nice, like, real His heart. final thoughts, yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> It'd be final like, thoughts. ladies. Maury was where it was at. Yeah. You are not the father. No, that's, that's a little too close to me. How so? I'm just kidding with you. What did you go on, Maury, and you were not the father? I'm not the father. Shook him. Look at that. That kid looks exactly like my man. Exactly. Look at that. You are not the father. If, if, if it was a Cigna, then yeah, no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, I love that. Oh, uh, 
they just fucking take off the stage and the dude's like, I told you, and they're going crazy. He'll just say uh, the same thing. Told you I'm not the man. Told you I'm not the man. Dancing Dance around. around. Yeah. Rumor is it you had sex with four people that day. Yeah. And I was the third. Awesome. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. Those 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 trashy daytime TV shows are good. Cheaters. Cheaters is always solid. Right up until the host got stabbed on the boat. Yeah, and then the other host died. <laughs> Joey Greco got stabbed. Clark Gable took over. Now Clark Gable's dead. And one of the greatest episodes in Cheaters is when the dude got stabbed. Uh, I've seen a few gold mines. It was wild. It was crazy. And that one just felt more real. Like sometimes it'd be like trashy fights and everything was fun. Other times they'd just be crying, like, this this is awkward. Like Ah, oh, dude, they would show up and you're just like, bam, you're like, oh yeah, just be watching the CW between the hours of one and three in the morning. It's Saturday nights. Or go, Sunday. Yep, cheaters, uh, all cheaters. Yeah, do 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 do. And this is cheaters. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Oh man, Johnny was supposed to be following the yacht, but he's <laughs> seeing another ocean tonight. Something so kind of random. kind of staying on the <laughs> the topic of of trash and uh, trashy people. So uh, Picard season two is set to feature a full frontal nudity. Graphic bloody violence and you're gonna the fucking, word. You're gonna see some pecker fucking flailing in the wind. Has anyone actually watched Picard? No. No. Okay, then I don't think that's news. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pave Patrick Stewart's fucking shriveled old yeah. wrinkled dick. Exactly. Yeah, I don't need to see his Vienna sausage flapping in the wind. Oh, I didn't need to see that image in my head. <laughs> his fucking salt and pepper fucking old man. Okay. okay. Against his knees. <laughs> the gray bush. You don't need to see the gray bush, huh? There's old It's probably as bald as his head. His old man balls fucking plop in the toilet when he tells to take a dump. Gets all cold from the water. <laughs> they just unravel like a fruit by the foot. Yeah. <laughs> Let's the ladies get to it. Make he's, always, it so. he's always got a gold bottom because he rolls it up and it gets yeah. all sweaty. Make it so. No, but seriously, of all the streaming apps, he velcros them up. He puts a little velcro on and then rolls them up and then wraps the velcro around to keep them all up high and tight. And my balls all high and tight. Yep. I hope we don't see his fucking shriveled old fucking Captain Picard balls. I think These are the captain's balls. It's gonna be Jerry. the captain's balls. I was never a Star Trek fan. Um, I love Star Trek. <laughs> his little Earl Grey tea bags. <laughs> I was never a Star Trek guy. I was more Star Wars. Never got into the Trek. The Romulans, the Borg. I was a big Trekkie growing up, and it just Dude, the Borg is what totally won me over. For sure. Be assimilated. I would watch it. It was I don't know. It was on Netflix, and I was watching it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those episodes are fucking dumb. I would get pissed going back to watch them. I, like for the most part, it's a great show. But when they go back and they decide to be fucking Sherlock Holmes and shit, I get pissed. I we don't. We don't need you to be stuck as Sherlock Holmes, dude. What the fuck? Well, I like that episode. I know you're referencing. Yeah, I thought it was you good. That episode? You I would do. like that episode. Like two, I think you it's two episodes. 
you, you would word? like anything in that old Victorian there's, time set. There's an ongoing I'm one where he's a detective, oh. and he keeps going back to be a detective, and he's yeah. the shit. I I would keep the space shit. Yeah. I don't want to see stuff that I know. I want to see. I see what you're saying. You want to go? I mean, I'm sure, but yeah. I feel like if anyone gets the full frontal, it's probably going to be Jerry Ryan. I mean, that's what people wanted to see for like 20 years anyway. Like that. That's that's what I think it's going to be. But then again, who the hell cares? Because no one's watching that stuff. I'm not paying for no CBS All Access. You have yeah, like 18 million streaming services, and All Access just happens to be the trashiest one. Oh, I don't know about that. What would you call the trashiest one? For me, it'd be HBO Max, but you know. No, no, sir. HBO Max is good. I haven't downloaded it yet. I, um, I just think it, I think people are overrating it. I don't think it's the trashiest. I do think CBS is. What do they offer? A couple episodes of, of, of the Twilight Zone? Dude, Twilight Zone is badass. Exactly, but I'm not paying just to watch that. You know, I've seen a couple services I'll pay just to watch one series, but that series has to be like stand out great. Twilight Zone every New Year's is watch Twilight Zone. Well, that's on Sci-Fi every yeah, it's a tradition. Well, that and on Sci and on the Comedy Central is the Chappelle Show. But, anyways, look, I'm resident. So Chappelle's new special that he dropped today. Is it good? See, oh, I don't think Dave Chappelle's funny. Tense. I love him. I think he's hilarious, but this was not funny. No. No. He made like one joke about Candace Owens, post, which was hilarious, I guess. But aside from that, it was like a real deep type of. Yeah, if you were expecting humor, no. I've just never found him super funny for some reason. His show was hilarious. I didn't think it was. I mean, like. Sprinkle some crack on him. Like, that was kind of funny, but... Clinton Bigsby. But overall, I just... I don't Tyrone. know. I didn't get his humor. I get you. It is not for everyone. I enjoy, you know... I enjoy, like, Key and Peele in that way. I hate those guys. I hate love those them. guys. I love them. Also, did you love know that... You, uh, you know. Key's uh, half-brother was uh, Dwayne McDuffie? Well, no one did. I found out on a YouTube video. Um, but apparently they he done. Well, now that Corbin froze, uh, um, like a DNA test or whatever, he's the half brother of. Uh, I'm here. What are you talking about? You? What are you talking about? You froze and then you came back. You get Matt? No, you froze again. <laughs> but I'm here, so I'm here though. I'm still here. Uh, you're, you're frozen. Have you froze, Matt? You're frozen, Corbin. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, Corbin. I'm not frozen. Not now. You're not. I'm not frozen. Now you're unfrozen. So what are you talking about? So what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You were frozen. No, I stopped talking and froze. Like, but I'm still here. Hmm. What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's if right. I was, if I was Homer Simpson, I would back I mean, up. I'll, I'll, I'll leave my I'll go. Want me to go? I'll go. Freezing, you're freezing out again, Corbin. But Grizzle Geek says, like, for the facts, uh, it'll be minor characters. No one of the main will get full nudity. I think Picard's going to have his swinging dick out. Well, no one's watching. It should just be some dude in the back just walks by randomly. <sighs> just walk by the big elephant schlong. Yeah. Fucking tap somebody on the shoulder and then he goes in the other room. You know what? I'm bad and odds. It's going to be Worf. Forget it. Worf. Michael Stout says he'll never get a Victorian a Victorian Batman. Klingon. Stout doesn't know. We're not going to do this again, Michael. We're not going to do this again. I thought you got me. You want to start a fight? 
We're not doing this. You don't know true good Batman until you've read a good Victorian era Batman. Think about the culture back then, all right? And that's all I'm going to say about it. What's next, Matt? So, okay. Walking Dead season 10 finale. We might finally get the final episode of season 10 sometime in July. I've honestly, I've completely forgot about Walking Dead. Who the freak so cares? Right. So why are we even? We're I, even? I want the last episode because of how hyped it's being that it's going to be this exploding like like it's a fantastic episode and Daryl Daryl zombie picks and shit. Maggie's coming back and yeah, bull. Like I I want to see it. I want to see it because it's supposed to be like a huge event. But it's huge. When when did that show stop playing? Months ago? What, April? No, right around March. COVID time. Yeah, right around COVID. So it was like March, the middle of March. And that's not coming until July for one final episode. Nah, whatever. I mean, I, I, but I, watch I completely it, but. forgot that the, the, we didn't see the, the final episode. I completely have for yeah. There's so much going on. And everything is so weird right now. It's like it, that stuff is like almost irrelevant. It's It's funny, though, like. Now, with the we were talking before the show with that whole COVID thing and how like we're now at, like the new epicenter of the resurgence of COVID here in Arizona. We're and, number two. We're number two. And how they they set, shut down cities and and made us all work from home and had us all on on uh, stay at home orders and now they're just like we don't care. You're gonna have to learn to deal with it. Well, that's what Doozy said on Thursday. Yeah, I know. He's like, it's around. We're just going to have to live with it. Yep. And then the next day, 1,645 reported cases in one day. God. Crazy times. I'm just, I'm just holding to get through to July to when the aliens come. And COVID-19. You know. They can't come till after October. I talked to uh, Phoenix Comic Con. I still have a speed dating event to get to. Who's Phoenix Comic Con? That's what I'm calling Fan Fusion this year. It's 2020 and everything goes. <laughs> it's all fair game this year, right? Thank you. Exactly. So let me get myself a date first so that we can uh, be, you know, together Don't you for have the tomorrow. That's no, we had today. a breakfast date today. Yeah. Ooh, how did that go? I'm looking forward to uh, Phoenix Fan Fusion speed dating. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! I'll, I'll tell you, no, it, it's I, I can't. It wasn't wasn't bad, but it. De, de, but it wasn't good, <laughs> right? It's a conversation that should not be held on the air. So no, this is the best place to do it. Yeah, nobody it is. is listening, and nobody's care but me and Matt. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thought process. Everybody out there, mute for the next two minutes while Corbin tells us. Air your grievances, Corbin. <laughs> D- no. Does she know you're on the podcast? Yeah, but she's not in the com. She's not in the comics, so she doesn't no. tune in just to check no. it out. No, because we've had that happen before. <laughs> okay, yeah, my, yeah, yeah, and my, my but, boss. But that's all right. That's right. The the guy who kicked all that off before is not here, so. You know, neither one of them are here anymore. So no you got it too, though, Matt. No one's gonna call her. Yeah, I got it too. Yeah, I've got it too. But I'm I'm saying no, no one's gonna call her a whore because th- those oh. people are not here. That was crazy when Kellen called her a whore. <laughs> oh, it was, this crazy. Oh, I've never heard this one before. You have so heard- we'll, we'll tell the story again real quick. Thank you. Jose missed the show one time because he had a date. Okay. So. We were talking about 
Jose has gone on his date. We were explaining to the audience that it was only me, Matt, and Kellen. And so we were talking about it. And we we're, you know, Matt was saying, ha ha, he's probably getting catfished. And we were making jokes about it. And then I said, she probably, he probably had to pay her to go out with him. Mm. And Kellen went, oh, you mean she's a whore? And then it just went fucking, fucking snowballed. <laughs> And it, we just went on and on and on about how she's a hooker and whore. Uh-huh. And that was the and Jose had gone on and on and talked about how he's on a podcast. She should check it out sometime. That was the episode that she checked out because it was the newest episode. We had just it had just gotten released. And and then we come to record like that Friday. Jose is fucking pissed. He didn't talk to us for like two days, and we didn't even know why. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. No fucking idea why he wasn't talking to us. And he finally said, She listened to the podcast. You called her a whore. (laughs) Told her she was a hooker. We were like, Yikes. Yeah. And we couldn't change the title of the episode because it had referenced Jose's date. Dang. Yeah. I would never tell my story. So I'm kidding. Oh, dude. It was. Oh, that sounds scary. Yeah, it's just like the time that Matt went out, and I and she listened to the show, and then she ghosted him. Her brother okay. listened to the show. Her brother listened to the show. Oh, she's and she totally ghosted him afterwards. Like they had plans to go to the farmers market in the morning and all kinds of shit. Oh, that's a cute little day. Oh man, and because of stuff that she heard on the pod. Well, because her brother listens to the show and. He told her to check it out, and she did, and shit got sour. Shit went sour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, no. Fantastic. Yeah, see, I can't be doing that. <laughs> so just, you know, word to wise, never lead with, I'm on a podcast. No. Because <laughs> people will check uh, it out. Make sure you, like, like, put some roots in and fucking lay some pipe first. Lay some pipe first. <laughs> then get some groundwork done, and then you tell them because if they come on and it just, it just doesn't work. Lord, she gets, she gets oh, awesome though. He was so mad at us. He was. He was very upset because wow. she she stopped talking to him because we sat oh, and made fun of her for like I don't know what a half hour, forty wow. minutes. Just on and on and on and on, and we know how we do things. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go we off. Love to be a dead horse. I know. We beat that hooker down. <laughs> Lord, you guys are. <laughs> we beat that hooker down. <laughs> it was awesome. It's fan. Wow. I, I did not call her a whore. I did not call her a hooker. I just said Jose had to pay her to go on a date with him. No, Kellen. Kellen clearly handled Kellen, the. Kellen clearly said, "Oh, hooker she's a hooker." Wow, and that yeah, see, that's why the story will be off air. Subscribe to the Patreon. Little geek, the absolute story. geek matchmaker show. Oh, That'd be man. fantastic. Yeah, I should do it up my yeah yeah. There, see, there. I don't think, and I don't think she lists. I don't. I think Matt's date person. I don't think she listened to one of our regular episodes. I think she had listened to one of our What the Fuck Friday episodes. Yeah. Uh, when we were super raunchy. 
Yes. I feel that. We need to get back to that. Corbin likes the super raunch. Uh, that's presuming a lot, <laughs> sir. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, no. I just doesn't like to be kept waiting. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know, I'm we're I'm here. You're here. We're, we're here. Aliens are coming. The world's ending. What are we waiting on? Michael Stott says we've all had the talks with our significant others once things got serious. Where it's like, look, I'm into some stuff, and I don't want you to think less of me. But it's who I am. <laughs> right. Now that I've reeled you in, this is what I have to tell you. I'm a big old fucking nerd on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Beware. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of comics. It is what it is. I'm sorry. See, like, Matt didn't even leave. He didn't even tell her he was on a podcast at oh, first. Wow. Nope. I didn't leave with that. She she baited me into the discussion because her brother had told her. <laughs> oh, that's a that's an awkward conversation. That is so awesome. What are the odds of that? Like, I would swore that Matt was lying. I, I mean, wish, it was, yeah, it's, yeah, wow. Because it was, because what are the odds? Truly, what are the odds of that? So what happens when you're on the number one geek podcast in the Phoenix area. But as I've learned lately, more and more, I've been going places, and I'm wearing my absolute geek shirt, and I'm being recognized. So I mean, it, they're out there. You're making an impact out there. Remind me that when I go out next time to keep it out. No play. Do you guys? Who? What? <laughs> yeah. Absolute geek. Oh, I'm on it. I know. I just said I listened to it. Oh, right mm-hmm. on, man. Thanks. <laughs> That's cool. Big fan of the show. Love the last episode. I forgot we talked about last episode. Awesome. Yeah. Dude, that happens to me all the time. When you guys said this, I was like, I don't even remember saying that. Yeah, it's so many times it happens to that happens where they'll email and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, well your show's great." You know, I listen to all the time. Blah blah. When you guys said this, this, and this, it had me in tears. And I'll go to Kyle. Hey, do you remember us talking about this? Because like, it just doesn't. There's so much, dude. Like we're almost at what 500 episode or 500 podcasts put out, and it's like you want me to remember something I said five years ago on a show. There, there's certain ones that stick with you. But then there's there's other ones where it's like I don't remember that. Big shout out to Couch Crunchers. They got it right just now. You're right. It is so hard to be a star. It is hard right? to be a star, Kyle. It's hard for me to, you know, I'm such a modest person and shy that it's hard when I get this attention for being oh, yeah. a superstar, you know, it just uh, but uh, switching gears here real quick because uh, he just messaged me and asked me to make sure to, to announce it. Uh, if you guys still want to back Gregory Schoen's book, Rascals, book one. Oh, I'm doing that tonight. Crossroad at Porksburg. There's three days left on their campaign. Um, so if you guys want to support that book, please make sure to, to go to Kickstarter. Uh, I don't know. It's Indiegogo. Make sure to go to Indiegogo. I'll put the link. Um, I'll put the link in the chat. Really uh, good group. Yeah, if you want to... Support Greg's. Uh, you yep. want to support Greg's book? You got three days left to do that, and there's some great perks there to to get for it as well. I got on, so the perks are really cool. Artwork's great, story's good. It's great. Call perks. Yeah, I got like a little. I, I well, I for went. Every I, comic you get, we'll give you five perk sets. Perk sets. I mean, it's really cool artwork from the Rascals and stuff, and I appreciate. It. And I'm shout out to them, and and they're. You got t- some already. Yeah, got some already. In fact, I can get it, but 
I'll have to leave for a second to go grab it. But, um, some already. Well, the book's not here, but they gave me like, like a little care package of things, like just like like um, artwork. Fuck like, like, is my care package? Did you? Did this you? Bullshit. Did you? Did you? I, I order did, a book. I shouldn't have to do a goddamn thing. I ordered the book. That's what you have to do. I, I ordered the book, and I was like, listen, like, da- like right then while we were interviewing, I'm like, I boom, 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 and they're and they're nice like that, you know. He's gotta. Let them know. Let them know. They got you. <laughs> nah. Anyway, you know, I, I talked to him the other day and I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna order the book. I'm gonna order the book tonight. I got it. Yeah. They're a great group of guys. About yeah, ordering you. books. Fucking me and Matt got those dope ass ninja turtle books today. Yes, we did. Yeah, I forgot mine. I'm kidding. Forgot to order your own. I'm I wasn't as baller status as Matt. I only got the color variant. Yeah, I tell Matt got the absolute geek money. Keep them bagged and boarded. I don't have the absolute geek money. Keep them bagged and boarded. Keep them pockets loaded. That's Matt's signal. He always showing every week, guys. Every week he's showing his 9.8 slabs and this Denny O'Neill artwork design covered autographs. And everybody's a book that we ordered today. Exactly. He just got so much, man. I don't know how money comes in, but I had stumbled across this book. And in our and on our group chat, I was like, "Guys, what the fuck? Look at this!" Mm-hmm. And it was me. You know, the group is like me, Carbon, Matt, Brian, Solo Wookie, you know, Solo oh, Wookie did it, and uh, and I, I posted it, and everybody was like, "What the fuck?" And I think they're sold out. Did now. they finally sell out? I think they sold out. There's another place that you could get them, but I think Hive Comics sold out. Well, I know there was only there was only 500 copies of the color and 250 copies of the black and white. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up right now. But it's a Ninja Tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles variant. Wow. Yeah, the only bummer is, sure is it doesn't come out until August. Yeah. But there they are right there. Let me make my screen full here. Oh. Oh my god, that thing is fucking awesome. Big shout out to those guys at Hive Comics for doing this. I wanted to, and I forgot, I spaced it today, but I wanted to reach out to the guys and try to get them on the show to talk about this, because this is so fucking awesome. Yeah, it's for the it's for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series, the last Ronin uh, that comes out later this summer. And that's issue one variant cover. It's the high variant. Oh. I can't remember the other company that they're working with variant cover. But Dude. I like I like both covers. But just there's something about the black and white with the red splash on it that's that just awesome. I had to have. I just couldn't when I you know what I mean. Twenty five bucks for a comic that's cool, but it was like fifty five dollars plus ten bucks to ship. I was just like, well, when I saw that it was only it's only two hundred and fifty print run, I was like, I got it. it that book's going to be worth money. When you got the money that Matt does, it really is only a minor inconvenience. It's no, it's no more different than if I were to buy a video game. It's not like it's that but it's not. amount of money. But it's not. A had, I'm surprised Matt hasn't got his fat stacks of cash and put them against his face. Oh, I'm not. I'm not rapper status, bro. I'm not. Not that hooked up. Not that we know. But yeah, it's shadow. I mean, I would. I'd love to reach out to the guys at Hive Comics and have them come on and talk about that, like that cover, like and and behind, what's what went into it, and 
and the this it would be cool to, to talk to those guys about it. And so if anybody happens to know the guys at Hive Comics that had put that out, reach out to them. I'm gonna have Matt reach out to them after the show. That's right. I like how it went from I want to reach out to them to I'm gonna have Matt reach out to them. <laughs> the voice of the podcast yeah, needs yeah. to reach out. I mean, he's the host of the number one geek podcast in the Phoenix area, and he's the most he's fat. Might right. as well do it. I mean, I I can't even you I couldn't even say it any better, Corbin. I I thank you for 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 saying it so perfectly. I mean, listen, I say nose goes with most money. Oh, it's Matt. Yep. There it is. Done. All right, I'm done. Anyway, yeah, that book, I'm really excited for The Last Ronin. Um, I'd actually watched the WonderCon panel between Kevin Eastman and um, the, I guess the guy he reunited with to create this book. And how they were. There you go. And it was um, it was like the WonderCon online panel that came out maybe two weeks ago. And so I listened to it. And it was really interesting to see their thought process and how it was kind of inspired from uh, Batman The Dark Knight Returns. And I thought that was kind of cool as well. I wish so. I was wish, wa- wiping my ass, ass with cashmere toilet paper, fucking Michael. It's in the mail. Don't let him fucking fool you. Right, right. But he can say what he wants, but real, real, real folks know the truth. But this is my first time doing something like this that we did with this Ninja Turtles book. I've never, like, yeah, me too. I've bought, like I've gone on like Jay Scott Campbell's and bought covers from him, and it's taken months to get them. But I've never done one of these, like comic exclusives where I've paid for it months in advance. I've never done this before. So this is like doubly exciting for you. New territory for me. Like I canceled it like three times the whole transaction. Like I would get all the way to pay and it would be like confirm and I'd click out of everything. Cause like I was even hesitant to do it just because I've never done it before. I was like, I fucking did it. I dropped that six bucks like it was fucking nothing. Cause I fucking just throw fat stat. I was like, fuck it. If Matt, if Matt can do it, I can do it. I wish I, yeah, that's so true. He's like, I did it too. And I was like, oh fuck, I have to be a follower now. <laughs> Solo Wookie was trying to go bigger than me. He was like, I want all four covers, but they were sold out. Dude, he makes the task of money, dude. You don't I'm even know. Say, he's a hardworking man who gets <laughs> money, and when you make it, you have to spend it. I support that. It's not handed to him, you know? He's not even in the chat. He's over watching the hot 10 right now. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we the got Mikey Bales on us. Yeah, and then he's going to be, he's going to get the same show here in a few minutes, anyways, and they, when Brian comes back. Well, you know, there's a, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, honestly, between just the two of us, since nobody else is here, I honestly think Solo Wookiee has a crush on Brian. Like, I think there's a real, true man crush. Don't tell anybody. Like, don't. This is just between the, the three of us. Like, I don't want anybody else to know. Oh, yeah. But, I, but it's, you know, every time I talk to him, it's like... Brian this and Brian that and Brian show and I saw this Brian said this and I'm doing this because Brian like dude if you really want to put a ring on it you know what I mean if you want then shoot <laughs> but like don't don't say anything I don't want to like embarrass Chad and I don't no. want to embarrass Brian like it's just, just the three of us Chad it's just solo okay or solo Wookie. It's just the three of us talking, so like, you know, nobody else knows, but like, dude, he, I mean, it's just nothing wrong with man crushes. I get it. 
No, a good man crush is, is, is I, shit. I, when Matt's drunk, man, he's got a Kyle man crush, and it's 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 fine, man. It's there's nothing wrong with it. That's true. But it's we just just don't say things. I don't want to embarrass Solo Wookie though, or Brian. Of course. All right, thank you guys. Right, he's a whore. Solo Wookie's a whore. He's got to pay for it. Whore. I, I may need his abilities with which to. I've got to buy Brian's books. I'm Solo Wookie. Brian's books are the best. Corbin, Corbin's got a next time baby pile up, Brian's. Well, it's a this time baby, and I'm making a new next time baby in Brian's. It's going to be a mess. I have that set aside. I made a bid for a Spider-Man Hubgoblin book that I... Um, what? Which one was it? Um, First appearance? I, uh, no, I think it was the second one. Um, not the one where he rips the costume in half. The next one. Uh, um, I assume it's got that book. Anyway, I didn't think I'd win the bid, but I did. Now I feel like I wish I hadn't. So that that ate me some money, <laughs> and it happened like maybe thirty minutes ago. Congratulations! Uh -oh. And I was like, "Shit!" Uh oh, because I had money to play with, and now I have money to pay Brian, and maybe possibly get some more books. It depends on what we see oh, them. Brian. Hey, his books, man. I mean, I haven't seen yours yet, Kyle. So all due respect. Uh, shit. Okay, his books were like long box fire collections. It's okay. Yeah, but nobody in this world has <laughs> trades that hurts me. Nobody in this world has what? The trades. Eh. I've got trades. Trades for dates. Yeah, nobody cares about trades. <laughs> I'm a trade guy. You know me. So uh, Norman Reedus has said, "Fuck yeah!" to play in uh, to play in Ghost Rider. Do you think he make a good uh, Ghost Rider? No. You don't think he make a good Johnny Blaze? No. You know why? This is why. Because Norman awesome Reedus is the kind of actor he's like Will Smith. It's Norman Reedus in a movie. He doesn't actually like, he's not actually a character. It's just Norman Reedus playing somebody as Norman Reedus. Same thing as Will Smith. Same as Nicolas Cage. It's just like, watch him in The Walking Dead. Watch him in The Boondock Saints. The only difference is his hair's longer in Walking Dead. That's it. Yeah. Same he doesn't. He has no depth. Like as a character or as an actor. As an actor, there's no depth to him. There's no. There's a square. Norm Reese is out in it, and he doesn't expand out of that box. Like he plays himself, and he don't. Hey, he's made a whole career out of it, just like Will Smith has, just like Nicolas Cage has. Don't get me wrong. I love him in Walking Dead, but he's just him being him with memorized lines that somebody else wrote. He's not actually like a character. He's just being himself. Yeah. It's just him being, it's like a different actor coming in and just being, what's one actor who plays himself no matter what he's in? Like, uh, or Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know. Like, they are who they are no matter where they're at. Nicholas Cage, it's. There you it, go. It's the same thing. Even when he was Ghost Rider, it's the same. Exactly. You just insert him in rule. Like, why do you think he'd be such a good? Uh, well, he'd be good at it, Matt. I just, I just think I like Norman Reedus as an actor. I think he'd be a good Johnny Blaze, and he kind of brings that. I think he could bring that intensity uh, that you need with Ghost Rider. 
I think he does a good job as Daryl Dixon. I do, yeah. But he doesn't like he's just him. He's not actually acting. He's a great line regurgitator. I don't think that's true because if you if you watch him on Ride, his his show on AMC, he's very he's a lot more laid back. He's not as intense as Daryl is, and he's more of a he's a he's a gentle guy and. I think he's, I think he'd do a good job playing him. I don't know. That's look just at him in Boondock Saints. Yeah, and then compare him to how he is in Walking Dead. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It's not I, a I, huge difference. Like he could be, he could be a cool laid back guy, but he, what he plays, it's the same. Yeah. There is no. He doesn't take you out of out of that like some of these actors do, where you watch him in a movie and you're like, like oh, that's not. You know, you don't see that actor. Like Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. I don't see Joaquin Phoenix. Even when he was, I didn't like Joker. I, I don't. I didn't care for it. But like, I didn't see Joaquin Phoenix. That I and that is what I think is awesome about him. Him and the dude that plays Magneto. Fastbender. Like a Fastbender. Whatever that dude plays in, I don't see that dude. Like it's. It's different, like you know, the way he acts in one movie is not the same, and that's where I think uh, Norman Reedus and like Will Smith and stuff fell. It's like, Will Smith. Movie, like thank you, Joaquin Phoenix. Like he he's not the same kind of character in each thing that he plays. It's he is overrated and everything. See, but like for me, Tom Cruise. I don't see Tom Cruise. I see him as Maverick and everything from Top Gun. So like when you watch Cocktail, it's just Maverick Tendon Bar. Like watch uh, Days of Thunder. It's just Maverick. It's Maverick it's traded in his his jet for a, a, a race car. Well, because know? Tom Tom Cruise isn't a diverse actor. Yeah, he's just Tom Cruise. He's but I don't see Tom like, Cruise. I see Maverick. That it's it's the weirdest thing for me. It's like I'm not like, oh, it's Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. I'm, to me, it's like it's Maverick in Mission Impossible. What about Robert Downey Jr.? He's a diverse actor. Yeah. Like, like, you I mean, know, have you seen Tropic like, oh. Thunder? <laughs> you know what? It's, it's been fun, guys. It's been really real. <laughs> but he, when he played, like, he, he, you know, you know, like, look at that movie where he's a lawyer and he was having the problems with his dad. It, it wasn't the same kind of mentality as he is as Tony Stark. Yeah. Like you, you, you see the difference, and like Norman Reedus, Will Smith, you don't see that. It's just Will Smith. The way he is in Independence Day is the same way he is when he's fighting zombies. All the time, true. That's, I mean, that's even that that depth though. Like with Robert Downey Jr. is, I was joking about Tropic Thunder, but in Tropic Thunder, you give him that credit because he's an actor portraying an actor portraying another person. So it, it, it's kind of that Inception. <laughs> Helmet ass. What the hell's helmet ass? You didn't read it all, did oh, you? Oh, Tropic Thunder drives my tro- my tropical Black <laughs> Ranger helmet ass. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway, I get what you're saying. Sure, but that's the only reason why I said it would just be cool to get somebody that would actually like immerse into the character. And Norman Reedus, Norman Reedus isn't going to do that. He's just going to be Norman Reedus like he is in everything else he's ever been in. That's all he knows to do. Yes. Couch Country is saying you could argue that Will Smith is 
different in Ali in pursuit of happiness? I mean, I could argue a lot of things that aren't worth arguing about. I mean, okay. I get what you're saying. I'm, I'm, Everybody I'm, I'm, gets I'm, one. That's true. Tell no. him, Peter. Apparently, everyone gets one. Well, I mean, that's a good point, though, because I used to think of Will Smith as just being... Is my mic? Yeah. I used to just think of Will Smith as being the same. That's a good point, I guess. I don't know. He's still, even then, though, like, he, he gave more range to that performance, and again, I'm speaking out of my element here as far as acting. When I say Will Smith, you freeze. Fifth movie, even down to what Gemini man, he's playing twice. Like, like I don't know. I, I thought you froze. Can you hear me? He's no. Yeah, yeah we Matt? can hear you. Yes, we can hear you. So I, like Jamie Fox, like he's another one that's like it, he's very diverse in everything that he does. He doesn't really play the same no. type of character. Like I don't know. But I, you know what? For uh, seven pounds, it was just Will Smith. Just a song, I guess. Like, everything did, uh, around it was more drama, but Will Smith was Will Smith. It was, Samuel Jackson plays himself in everything he's in. Yes, but it's almost like he's doing it as a parody of himself. Like he knows that he's doing it. Like they write those parts so that he does that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's almost him parodying himself. That's how I see it. But I don't know. Oh. That's just me. Fucking the the most. I mean, egregious. I, I it like like it's like a joke on it's like a joke on itself. The most egregious yeah. violator of that mm-hmm. is um, fucking um, oh my god, I can't think of his name now. That's how good it is. Yeah, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, we said that. Yeah, we said that first. Where have you been, Matt? Nicholas Cage is just Nicholas Cage and everything. Even Kyle, right? did we, we mentioned just, this like <laughs> seven eight minutes ago. I think so. Yeah, I don't remember Nicholas Cage being talked about. It's well, one of the first ones I ever said. I even yeah. That. Yeah. Where, I wow. Remember, I, was, I don't remember that. I, I even, uh, I've been trying to secure my Rascals pre order, all right? I guess. Somebody is busy. Like, like you can't do it at 9 o'clock. Or, or when we interviewed the guy. Hey, right. I'm like Kyle. I don't, <laughs> I don't like to put my credit card out there. I like to do everything yeah. through PayPal. I do too. Like, if, if he had done it through PayPal, I already would have done mm-hmm. it. Mm, I get what you mean. Did, did PayPal for the uh, final Ronin? Uh, I did do PayPal for final Ronin. Yes, mm, I feel you. Yep, I did too. I, I support the big ones over the small time people myself too. Like normally, all the way up until like the last book I bought from Jesse, like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Was you know I bought a two dollar book from him all the way up until yesterday. He's always PayPal'd me because he knew I've always prepared preferred PayPal. Yesterday he sent me this invoice through some dumb thing called Square Up, where you can only use your credit card, Google Pay, or Apple Pay. Wow! So like he kept sending me these. It might it may have been more than two days ago because he sent me two two late late day notices. Because I didn't really want to do it because I had to put my credit card on and I didn't really want to do it. It was just, I guess, PayPal's easier for y'all or just got to my card like I'm myself around. It's huh? just more secure, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. So I'm not typing my, all I'm doing is clicking PayPal. Yeah, and it, well, that, and it's safer, it's more secure, and you get that guarantee that if you're going to get your money back if something happens. Mm. So, 
Yeah, and if, if if like something happens to like square up, and then I have to like, I have to call, I have to call my credit card, and I have to dispute charges, and then I have to wait for shit to come back. You know what I mean? Like with PayPal, it's just that one charge that I made that I can agree or disagree with. If you put your credit card on, something happens, I have to go back and you know what I mean, and like go through all the muddling. Try to get lots of money back. Mm-hmm. I get you. That's fair enough. It's just. I don't know. Like, I would rather PayPal rascals dudes money. I'd rather just PayPal it to him. Yeah. Personally, friends and family it to him. He could add it to the Kickstarter himself, and then he could send me my books. Mm -hmm. Like, I wish Gregory would let me do that. I didn't ask him, but... <laughs> I didn't think about I it just, either. I actually just thought about it. Just, it just came to your mind. I feel Matt, you. message him and ask. Did you already order your book, Matt? Yeah, I did. Oh fuck! I can ask him though, because he just messaged me. Yeah, ask him. Kyle wants to know. I'm a diva. Live on air. Now we're putting him on the spot. He has to say yes. It's just the way it is. Just he has no other option. PayPal. Why is Justice League Unlimited in my head? That book versus going through. He types this slow in real life. Indiegogo. Right. For real. Just tell him I don't like putting my credit card online. I might have to start doing that because I just put my credit card. It's already auto saved. No, I, I anywhere that I don't have to, I don't at all. And I don't even think twice about it. Yeah, just like oh well, here it is. Oh, that's that's why I've spent so much change on comedy. fucking. It's the question it's, has been has been proposed, sir. <laughs> If not, I mean, I'll make an exception for Gregory. It's cool, man. It's... Ah, Couch Crutch has called you out. He knows that I type faster than that? Yeah. Just depends how mad Matt is. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depends I really on how, how fired up I am about it. fired up, man. They're coming back so fast. I make one time. joke. I can't even say JK before Matt has an entire paragraph on Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> well, first of all, da -da -da. He's on the ball. Third of all, da -da -da. and I'm like, I didn't even then have to. bad for doing it. Yeah. No, and I'll be like, dude, I was playing it. Yeah, I'll be like, dude, I was just kidding. Oh, yeah, I know. No, the hell you didn't know. Don't but, pretend I was kidding. And no, no, okay. You want to out me, Corbin? Let's get into this. So the other morning, Corbin, <laughs> Corbin's gonna be Let on me Couch go get Crunchers. My popcorn. Corbin's gonna be on Couch Crunchers tomorrow. And yesterday morning, I'm just waking up, and the kid instead of sending someone's, I'm getting a lot of feedback from somebody like here. Oh, um, so uh, the first thing I get when I wake up is a voice memo from Corbin. That says, oh, by the way, you guys like to bust on couch crunchers and give them 
shit. No, I didn't say you guys. I said you. Okay, you like to bust on couch countries and give them shit in a friendly in a friendly way, but you know they're putting me in their in their show promo, and they've got me on their their Facebook thumbnail, and you guys don't do that for me. You never do that for me. Uh, da, 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 da. And I go, you know what? I brought you on our show <laughs> as a host. You are in all of our banners and promos for the show, the show banners. You're here every week, and you want to give me this shit? And and and, 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 and I'm over here. I really, I was going to talk about comics with my introduction. I just threw it out there. And I'm over there. He's, not the, he's not on the, the uh, thumbnails. And no, I said, I told, I told Matt, I said, oh, you you want to be, you know what? You want to go that way, Matt? You want to go that way? I'm I'm pulling receipts. I'm pulling receipts right now. Where is this at? Where is this at? Give me a second. What, was, it, what receipts are you pulling? Pull them. Pull them. Pull them all. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. One sec, one sec. I'm oh, no, I let you have it. I'm not even fucking... I wasn't even... even I only went up there to make fun of... I started off with that because... Why not? But I wanted to talk about for the Spinner Rack, how I, instead of picking up the Joker comic, I ended up picking up a $1 Batman comic. But I figured I'd rag on Matt a little bit. I love ragging on Matt. Absolute geek money, this and that. And he fired up. This and that. If you don't like, if you like Couch Cruncher so much, they can have you. You can just go over there. Every time he gets my start kicking off the show. Every time he gets that. I'd be like, dude, you got that absolute geek money. Oh, I don't have that absolute geek money. If you know, if you want to talk about money, you can just go join couch crunchers. Like, like it doesn't matter what I say. Good dude. morning, Matt. The sun's out. Oh, I didn't ask for the sun's out. You want to see the sun out? So hey, don't don't poke a sleeping bear, man. <laughs> but, dude, honestly, Matt has been on one all week. For real. You know what, Grizzle Geek? I got you on the thumbnail. I just I didn't even care. For the record. The thumbnails, whatever. I am proud of being a part of this show. I love talking with my friends about Very comedy, true, man. whatever. I can't make a joke apparent. I should have made it with Kyle. Mm-hmm. Kyle would have understood and not try to ship me off to Siberia or or, or Couch Crunchers or any other podcast. You want you just every time he's upset, you can just join <laughs> up, just as if as if it's Siberia or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that book looks a pricey. You gonna tell me about prices? You want to talk about prices? You can just go talk Couch Crunchers. They can talk. It's not. I took you off the streets. I gave you a chance. You were nothing before Look me. It. It's not my fault. Look, you, you guys sit here and say, oh, oh, Matt's the voice of the show. Matt needs to send this message because he's the voice of the show. How many thumbnails am I in? And I made them. That's on you. You made the thumbnails. I don't know. It's not my fault that Kyle just gives me the perfect pose. appreciated that someone said, hey, you want me on the show? Oh, well, yes. Oh my gosh, they rendered me accurately. And then I make a simple joke to Matt, and he's like, you know what? You're done. We're banished. We're over with you. Bye. Be gone. Hashtag Corbin is over party. <laughs> Look, it's not my fault that I can just go through Kyle's Facebook, and he's got a p- picture Kyle, your, that your fits face perfectly. Is perfect, your angle. That's what I got, basically. Yeah. Rendering it's, it's, awesome. it's basically, hard to be a super faces is so perfect. This is what Couch Cruncher said. Okay, Kyle from now on, Corbin, every week I'm gonna be like, all right, I need I you to send me. I, I need you it. to send me a picture doing this pose right now. That's not what I. Nope, that's, that's how it's happening. That's how it's happening now. I'll, I will put you in everything. I will put you in everything because I use real pictures I, and Photoshop it into them. I don't draw cartoon heads. Hold on, do they have cartoon heads? Couch Cruncher's does. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, I wanted some cartoon heads. I mean, but it's okay. I got a cartoon head. head 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 head
Sorry. And then if you dare say a word to him, he will have you gone quicker than you say couch crunchers. Nah, Brian's been in a, Brian's been in a lot of them. <laughs> Brian's been in a lot of our thumbnails. Ship glass out of town quicker than you can say four couch cushions. By the way. Just that was a good one, Corbin. That was a good one. That was a good one, Corbin. I like the other day in our chat where Matt Tim Tim, which is not in the chat, he was all proud. He got a Batman Adventures 12 from his local comic book store for his wife. He got one for 200 bucks. It was it's probably like a three, three point five, maybe. He got it for 200 bucks. I think it's 200 bucks. Matt was like Look what I just got. No, 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 no. We're going to tell this story. If you're going to throw me under the bus, we're going to tell it right. So Tim goes, look what I just got for 200 bucks. And he shows it. Kyle's like, oh, cool. I got that book. So I felt left out. So I went on, I went on eBay. I said, now look, we're twinsies. Yeah. And I posted a picture of it on our chat. And I felt left out. So I was like, look what I got. So I went on eBay and took a picture off. It was you like. You went and trolled us. So he posted a, a eBay picture of an 8.5. Look what I got for 200 bucks. And I'm like, he is so full of shit. <laughs> I'm gonna prove that he is so full of shit right now that you can't even stack it that high. And I flipped over to Tim personally and I said, watch this. Watch this. So I went on to eBay and he said, I just got it off of eBay. And I was like, cool. So I went to e I went eBay, Batman Adventures 12, 8.5, CGC, recent sold. Not one two hundred dollar eight point five. So I, I looked through, and I, I, I took off 8.5 CGC in case it was because of, of titles. And then so I went, you know what? I know exactly what this motherfucker just did <laughs> right here. So I took off the stone listings, 8.5, first listing. Bam. I went to the picture Matt posted. 2166345833 went there. This motherfucker right here. Called <laughs> right. his card. I fucking called his card. And I fucking posted that shit as this motherfucker's trolling us. Wow. And there you go. It was worth a shot. It was. I mean, he tried it. it he fun. tried it. And he didn't feel left out. He just wanted to out. troll us. <laughs> of course. Because of course. Oh. at first I was like, congrats. And I was like, he did this no way on earth. He got an 8.5 for 200 bucks. I was, Dreams, like, uh, I was surprised it took him that long to call me out. I figured the minute I posted, he would have been like, bull fucking shit. Because I've been buying nothing but Spider-Man books. So why would I go yeah. after a Batman Adventures 12 the same day fucking Tim is just like, look what I got. Because <laughs> it's hard to pass up good. And at first I was like, you know what? Everybody has gotten that killer deal on eBay. That's just that unbelievable deal. It, it, it happens. But I was like, it's like at first I was like, congrats, nice pickup. And I was like, there's no way he got that motherfucker for 200 bucks. <laughs> it's way too fucking cheap. There's just no way. And I thought and part of me was like, maybe the price went down. Maybe, you know, maybe it's not a hot item as much as it once was. So, uh, hell I mean, no. See, if it was any, any hell no. Oh, you he like paid exact. He put he paid fair market value for a three point five. Wow, he tried to get he tried to pull a fast one. He tried and, and at first, but Matt's been buying so many graded books. 
that at first I was, I, yes, I was like, okay, you know. <laughs> it, I'm just saying, if anyone else had done it to him, oh, oh, he's trying to try to full fast one, try to tell a story. I know a great podcast, lots of stories every every Saturday night. Sure, couch crunchers to tell that story. Exactly. Get your ass over the couch crunch. So I'm grateful. Have, have you guys talked about uh, PlayStation uh, stuff? No. no, I have not no. talked about my wireless router yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the PS Five. You got the you got the toaster in the Nintendo Switch, the fridge in the new Xbox, and now your wireless router in the PS Five. That's what people are gonna get when they order from Wish. I saw that, and I was like, "Yep." Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to get one day one now, though, because just for uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah, I'm super stoked, man. That looked amazing. That is pretty sick. I'm I'm glad that they're using it as one of their um what launch do they call titles. that uh, initial release games yeah, or something like that. Yeah, so that, that NOS that NOS Miles Morales cover is uh it's on the hot ten this week? Hundred dollar book. Hundred and fifty dollar book. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. It's a hundred and fifty dollar book. I think I have that graded as a nine point eight. Signed by Brian Michael Bendis. Anybody <laughs> for sale? Mm-hmm. This motherfucker's got Volkswagen parts to buy. Ah! So the 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 list this week. You guys want to go over it real quick? Yeah, do it. sure. Let's do it. So the list this week is uh, crazy. Um, no, Couch Crunchers. That's that's not correct. That was they they said it was DLC for the remastered. It is not. They have confirmed that it is going to be a standalone game. They came out and, and confirmed it today that it's going to be a standalone game. Thank God. Um, all right. So the list this week is, is crazy uh, because of uh, Miles. And, um, you know, it's just been crazy stuff the last couple months. I should have never given you my fucking second print. Second print. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, dude. That thing's going to be hard to sell anyways because of the rip. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Everything's been crazy every week. Either has to do with Star Wars craziness, um, uh, Miles Morales craziness, or Peach Momoko craziness. There's oh look, Brian's back and Solo Wookie's back. Oh my gosh, the resemblance is there? It's it, yeah, um, coincidence? I think not. What's that? Every time, nothing. I, I, I can't. I see. I'm just saying. I agree, Brian. You're back and, and Solo Wookie, and we were like, oh, cool. um so star wars or i mean uh war adventures uh number 13 is our first honorable mention and this is a a 6.5 sold at auction this week for 1900 plus which is pretty amazing because the same exact book sold four months ago for 500 um so uh, it's gold book golden age books especially these kind of like crazy covers are just ridiculously uh, volatile right now and the market is doing this and this there's a lot of money to be made if you know what you're doing and picking up and selling these books um this one of the crazy things that brent ben brings up in writing this week's list uh has to do with this book and he says um quote it's another crazy cover that was definitely a sign of the times in the 50s what boundaries will covers from 2020 push? And that's a very interesting question because we're living in some crazy fucking mm-hmm. times. I mean, it hasn't been this crazy since World War II. And um, if you look at some of those crazy covers, uh, could we start seeing some of this 
you know, uh, the covers of books now start to kind of go back and kind of push the boundary on some of these things, whether it be social issues or not. Uh, you know, we've already talked about Denny O'Neill and stuff, but uh, some of these older covers pushed the boundaries back then um, on stereotypes uh, and all kinds of craziness, which in my opinion, it wasn't good, but it does um, bode well for collectibles. For some reason, people just love to collect that. And um, yeah, this book is uh, just going crazy. So golden age stuff is always fun. Uh, the second honorable mention this week is Punisher number 13 from 2019. Um, this kind of has to do with the storyline uh, is about, you know, Punisher and not wanting to work with the cops and this and that. And we all know Punisher is a vigilante. So there's a little controversy over this book and why it's selling uh, because of what kind of what's going on in our in our country right now. Um, I'm not a big fan of, of topical. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of this book. Uh, I don't see any reason for it to continue to climb. Um, it's just, uh, but you know, people, uh, spend their money the way they want and they're, they're buying this book and this book is selling in the five to $10 range, if not more. And, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Cause it can't On, be what it's go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it can't be what it's not having depth. Sorry. <laughs> uh, this is uh, one of my favorite covers on the list this week. Um, we all know uh, I'm a huge GI Joe fan. Uh, I have my own GI Joe figure. Um, he's named the Rapper, and uh, I love Snake Eyes also. So, um, big huge fan of this this cover just because I like the uh, the red and the way it uh, plays off on the rest of the darker tones of the cover. Um, and it's always cool to see the uh, Arashikash uh, symbol, which is the tattoo on his shoulder. And um, I will probably uh, geek out one day and try to find a place to get that tattooed on me uh, just because I'm a huge fucking G.I. Joe fan and all G.I. Joe fans have to have the Arashikash symbol tattooed on them um because i said so but uh yeah this is a hundred dollar book right now raw and uh which is crazy uh it wasn't pushing that last week a couple months ago this was you could have got this book for 14 dollars shipped so uh craziness for real um make some money make some money this is uh again gi joe 212 the antonio fuso variant um which also begins the Death of Snake Eyes storyline, which is a huge, huge storyline, uh, not in just G.I. Joe comics, but uh, comics in general. Number nine, this is a lot of people's uh, favorite book. Um, if you don't know about this book, this is New Guardians number two from, uh, I believe, the 80s. And, um, of course, we all know what happened in the 80s. You had the uh, cocaine slash crack cocaine epidemic. And uh, they were kind of uh, trying to push um, the bad guys off uh, anywhere they could, including comics. And the villain in this issue, uh, the first appearance of a villain named Snowflame, who gets its, his powers from using cocaine. And uh, the cover kind of says that. And you got to love the jungle snow on the bottom. So... Um, this book was a book you could have found for years in dollar bins and people just wanted it and loved it, but it never really got high in value until now. This book is selling around $35 to $50, which Jeez. is crazy. Uh, you can still find this book in dollar bins, $2 bins, $3. What's that, Kyle? How many of these you got? Five? 
Oh, I probably got five or six. I just got to find them. Uh, you guys saw all the, the, the mountain craziness of comic boxes in that, in that room. And it, there's got to be a couple in there somewhere, no doubt. Uh, on to number eight. And uh, this is another interesting one. This kind of plays off the whole uh, what if, or I mean the uh, Yellow Hulk craziness that we had a couple weeks ago. Uh, this is the first appearance of the gold green lantern the first gold green lantern is what they're calling it this is legion of superheroes number six from 2020 um 15 to 20 dollars out the gate and i i don't know what i think about this book um but you never know green lantern stuff is going to go crazy here in the next couple of years and I don't know if there ever was a gold lantern before this. There's been some some rumors that there may have been gold lantern stuff done already. Um, I've heard rumors of maybe it being in a Walmart, one of the Walmart books that they're selling. So if that's the case, uh, maybe go go check that out. And uh, if we hear anything uh, about it, you know, by next show we'll let you know. But I I, I don't know much about this character other than this is uh, why the book is hot it's because of the the new gold lantern. Have you guys heard anything about it? I haven't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had seen this before. I like it though. Yeah, it's it's an interesting, unique cover. There you go. Yeah, I I like Doctor Fate. I'm a Doctor Fate fan. Uh, I I love the concept of Doctor Fate. So, yeah, it's cool. Uh, Number seven. Uh, Here you go, Chad. Solo Wookie is gonna is gonna fall in love uh, with this book if he doesn't already own a ton of them. Uh, this is Star Wars: The Age of the Republic Special Number One, the Osage Ventress cover, a beautiful Osage Vintage cover. This is the Koi Fam variant. Uh, Fifteen, five to ten dollars last week, and now it's uh, eighty to a hundred dollar book. This has uh, Ahsoka in continuity, so it's a real big deal, and people love Osage Ventress. They love the cover. Good luck finding it uh, if you don't already own it. Cool and lightsabers. What's that? cool lightsabers oh yeah man fucking love love lightsabers yeah and if you guys don't know you guys can kind of see the play off of count dooku and she was uh count dooku's um not padawan what do they call the sith apprentice Uh, apprentice yeah um so uh that's kind of with the lightsabers there uh osage venture story is awesome um if you guys don't know about osage venture uh ask solo wookie uh i'm sure he'll He'll love to talk about that all day, every day. Yes. That's like one of his favorite characters. Yep. Number six, uh, Return of the Last of Us. This book has been on the list multiple times in the last, uh, you know, four or five months. Um, There is a hard-to-find variant of this. Uh, This book is super, super hard-to-find and high-grade. And with the release of the PS5, I guess maybe is pushing this a little bit more on top of um, the show. And uh, I think there's a new one that just came out or is coming out. Do you know? Do you know anything about that, Matt? Last of Us Part Two is coming out later this year. Okay, so this this kind of settled in at about the seventy-five dollar range uh, last couple of weeks, but uh, the commercial um, for the Last of Us Two uh, has really shot this up, and prices are you know one hundred and ten plus good luck finding this in high grade so just be warned this is a tough book to find in high grade um number five is batman 92 uh this awesome punchline variant um uh, this is the jorge george jimenez uh one in 25 variant um it was pre-selling back you know when covid started for about 50 bucks and when it was released on tuesday copies were selling in the 30 to 35 dollar range which was 
pretty shitty. That's cover price. That is shop out the door cover price. Yeah. At $30. Yeah. And because it was so hyped, um, the price, you know, people figured that the price would continue to fall, but it's the opposite that's happening. And once people, you know, know about this book and there's more hype around it, uh, recent sales are back in the $45 to $50 range. Um, There's been a ton of sales and a ton of punchline books are selling. But be on the lookout because uh, her origin is going to be coming up in that Joker. Joker Yeah, it came out this week too. Okay. Okay. So go buy that Joker War book uh, for her origin. That uh, will be a very, very hot book in the next coming uh, months if Punchline character continues to do good. One of the uh, things that was brought up on Punchline on the Hot 10 show, uh, Mel kind of talked about uh, how it reminds him of the whole Kill Bill stuff, and I thought that was interesting. Interesting. Uh, Like homage? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, either homage to the Kill Bill or, uh, you know, people are are talking about her. Yeah. And well, not only that, uh, one of the things that I talked about is you remember um, Kingsman, the first movie, and the uh, um, what's his name uh, that played the bad guy? Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Sorry, uh, cannabis. It's a bitch. Um, Samuel L. Samuel L. Jackson had that his his little uh, evil apprentice that was with him, and this character kind of reminds me of her. But it'll be interesting to see where this character lands and if they continue to use her well. And, you know, um, she's going to be really dark and, and dangerous and violent. And hopefully they'll stay with that or kill her off. Because if they don't stay that route, I, I really don't see any use for this character. Solo Wookie just asked Corbin, since he's the Batman guy, if uh, Punchline is going to hold or if it's hype. Interesting. And Corbin, Perfect timing. And Corbin just left. <laughs> we'll, make sure to, we'll make sure to ask him. Number four, the start of the miles craziness. This is the. That's a sick now this is, Yeah, this is an interesting one. This is uh, Spider Man, Spider Man Two, number one, the Michael Michael Turner Virgin variant out of a thousand. Now, this isn't Michael Turner art. It comes from Michael Turner's company Aspen, uh, who still does you know sp- uh, um, exclusive variants. And this is a Tedesco cover and a beautiful Tedesco cover. Um, probably one of the best covers on the list and it's going crazy, uh, 150 plus and the regular cover is selling for $20, but, uh, this one is just, uh, doubled in price this week alone raw. And, um, the only problem is if there's just miraculously new copies, more than a thousand copies seem to show up out of nowhere. Uh, Aspen has been notorious for saying that there's a short print run and then copies just seem to show up, um, which is not a good thing. And if there's anybody out there that is um, thinking about maybe doing an exclusive variant, print run is key. Keep it low. I know a lot of uh, comic shops and online retailers that do exclusive variant nowadays, um, depending on what co- publisher they do it with, they have to buy so many books just to have an exclusive variant. So say Marvel says, well, you have to buy at least a thousand in order to get in our you know, variant program. Well, they buy a thousand and then they say, okay, there's only 500 available. There's only 500 printed. Well, they can say that because they have to destroy the other 500. And if it comes out that you didn't destroy the other 500, your name is mud. So be very careful about playing around with print run 
not only will, can it ruin your name in this community, but it also can ruin the community uh, because playing with print runs and rarity, and, yeah, that could take us back to the 90s, and we don't want that. Wow, that's true. What do you guys think? I, that's a beautiful cover. I love it is. that cover. It's a dope cover. Um, I don't think I've ever seen it. Uh, I love those dark covers. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. Uh, Got to have a Peach Momoko cover on the list. Of course, this is Strange Academy number one, the Peach Momoko Virgin variant out of 600. Uh, this is a Scotty Young written book. Uh, the art inside is Umberto Ramos. Um, oh, eBay pre-sales were a month yeah. ago uh, were around $40 and 9.8s were around 110 but right now, raw sales are topping 110, and 9.8s are topping 150, which is crazy. And, you know, Ben writes, like her or not, Peach stuff is selling like crazy right now. Please also keep in mind that she has a lot of pre-sale books out at the moment. And this list only considers books that are alive. So if people are going, how come this book isn't on there? How come this Peach Momoko book is on there? Well, those books aren't out yet. So, And I'm sure a lot of people are taking a look at the No Heroin books and some of the other cool variants. Mm -hmm. Uh, on to number two, it is More Miles, and this is the book we were talking about. This is the Nas Illmatic uh, hip-hop cover homage. Um, you have multiple things going for you. You have one of the greatest albums of all time, not just rap albums. This is albums of all time, um, the infamous Five Mike album. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know, uh, the Source magazine used to rate their albums on a scale of one to five mics, and they had never given out a five mic album until Illmatic by Nas. Uh, this is a great cover that just takes you right back with the nostalgia if you grew up in that area. I remember uh, getting that album early on when it first came out and just being absolutely blown away. Um, you know, when people talk about... Uh, uh, artists, talented music artists out there and talented uh, uh, wordsmiths. I don't think there's much many people that will top uh, Nas. So make sure uh, you guys check that out if you had not already. But this is uh, the homage cover to Spider-Man number one, the Miles Morales variant. And beautiful, beautiful cover. New York in the background. Uh, oh, thank People love these impop you know covers. They collect them. They try I to. Do. I do. I bought like when the, yep. when this round of all of them came out. I bought a couple of all of them. It's just so oh, dope. man. It's just so dope. You know. Yeah, this I've got, going I've crazy. Point eight graded to that. Well, uh, right now this book is 150 bucks uh, for. Is that for Raws? I believe that's Matt. Raw. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I couldn't even imagine what 9.8s are going for. I don't know what to do with this book usually. You know, I told Matt this morning, I think Matt showed, uh, he showed his cover earlier. He showed me that cover, which is signed, um, which is a beautiful cover. And Mine's signed by Bendis yeah, as well. I, I suggested earlier this morning that Matt sell it, and now I don't know. Uh, now I think that maybe hold it for a month and even sell it then. Uh, I think this book will drop again. Uh, should it? I don't know. Uh, could I be wrong? Who knows? Miles' stuff is super, super nuclear right now. And with the game, you never know. But uh, there's a lot of money to be made in the short sale game with hot comics. And this might be one of them. So make, uh, you know, think about it long and hard if you if you need some money. And I know Kyle needs some uh, Volkswagen parts. So if this is a book you're looking for in 9.8 and you got a thousand extra dollars, you might want to, you know, give Kyle a call. <laughs> Definitely. You call me with a thousand dollars. 
wait, wait. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to number one. Um, and, you know, that Miles book at number two was super hot. It was really surprising to have a book beat that out this week. But you, the craziness that is going on with Ultimate Fallout number four is fucking insane. insane. It's insane. I never thought we would see $300 plus for Raws, $1,000 plus for 9.8. They are, they are doubling in price in a, you know, less than a month. And they're, you know, at first I thought there was a ton of these books out there. We all thought there was a ton of these books out there. But there's only the print run isn't that big for this book. It's about 70000 which isn't that big for a Marvel book, uh, especially an event book. And we all know the nightmare that happened with the poly bag in this book. Um, mm-hmm. Very hard to get this book in high grade because of the poly bag. But man, some of these, you know, the variants for this run, the second, third, fourth prints for this run. We, we talked about the fourth print, which is the second print variant, which is the all white cover that has the close up of Miles pulling off the mask. That book has gone crazy too. And, and that book was a dollar bin book, you know. Whatever they can, it's got miles. Yeah, early appearances of miles, hard to find variants. Um, you know, a great book to this day, I believe it's a Tedesco variant, is that one where it's Miles and uh, Gwen, Gwen, Spider Gwen on the cover. I forget which book that was, but you guys probably know what I'm talking about. I could, that, that variant's got to be just outrageous right now. It's got to be nuclear. That's, so, a, that's a, it's a Spider Gwen book, isn't it? Uh, it's either that or Spider-Man. Uh, I know I have I, I have that book. I can't remember if it's Spider-Gwen or if it's Spider-Man. If it's Spider-Man. Yeah, it's a it's a super beautiful book, super hard but book to find. You notice the one book Miles that isn't going all over the place is is uh Miles is number 1. It is um uh, if you look it is in a weird way. Okay, so Miles number 1 isn't as crazy as all these, but if you look at that previews yeah. Um, which is Marvel's previews for that cover, which came out before Ultimate Fallout 4. That book is like a $400 previews, um, which is crazy. Uh, I was uh, in a comic shop the other day and I saw a couple previews, um, the big previews, and I had to go to the middle just to check to see if the Marvel's previews were in there. I don't even know which one that comes from, but I'm checking every previews to see if the... Um, Marvel samplers inside, uh, just to check if the miles, if it's the miles sampler, because that thing's, uh, going crazy, but you're right, Matt. Yeah. I, I see that book shooting up too, uh, in no time, but we'll see miles miles right now is nuclear. Uh, he's, um, more than anything, what miles brings to the table is young blood into the game. Um, young fans, we need young fans in the comic community. We need young energy in the comic community. And I'm not talking about people that are, you know, in their late 20s or early 20s. I'm talking about, you know, eight-year-old kids, 10-year-old kids, 12-year-old kids. We don't have that in the comic community like we used to. And Miles and Gwen and Star Wars, you know, Ahsoka, um, the that's what's bringing those fans into this community. And Miles is doing it more than any other character I can think of. He, you know, even more than Harley uh, and Whoa. Deadpool wow. and all that stuff. Uh, young kids love Miles. They, they do. It's their Peter. And um, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Well, I, like I said, I'm surprised that they're not voting it as 
you know, issue one is Miles in his costume and then Miles in the new Spider-Man costume. And because Ultimate Fallout 4, he never, he he's donning a Halloween Spider-Man costume. He never puts on his red and black suit until the very first issue of that run. Yep. So I'm surprised, that's what I'm saying, I'm surprised it's not a, a hotter issue than than it is right now. So what is that uh, selling for right now? Let me take a look here. Uh, I'm not sure. Is it Miles? Is it Miles Morales, no. or is it uh, Spider-Man Two Number One? It's just Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, that's what it is. Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, or all new Spider-Man. Let's see here. Um, it looks like it's going for about fifty bucks. Does that sound about right? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm seeing. About uh, forty-two. Forty-two God, to to forty-two to eighty, depending on the. Yeah, the you can pick them up, buy it now. There's thirty dollars Ultimate Comics only Spider-Man one, two, and three, uh, thirty dollars. But that's from Mexico, so I don't know if those are. But yeah, there's uh, fifty-two dollars for one, two, three, and four bagged and newsstand. So you you can find stuff out there. Uh, I would suggest if you can look for the variants of that book. Look for the newsstand of that book. Uh, there's a sealed poly bag version of uh, number one that's up there for 150 right now. Number so, one was they were all in polys. Yeah, they were in that, the white poly bag. Yeah, the white poly bag. So uh, not the newsstand. The newsstands weren't. I don't believe, but um, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, there is um, a couple variants for that. There's the Comic Kings variant for that. Um, uh, what else? Uh, of course, there's the newsstand variant. Um, that hip-hop cover is from that, if I'm not correct, right? No, the hip-hop cover is from the relaunch. Um, okay. From Miles Morales' Spider-Man. It's when... Okay. It's Yeah, it's from the relaunch. And there's a Cho variant, uh, which is pretty badass if I'm looking at it. There's the ultimate end number one Bagley variant that has Morales on it, which is very cool. It's an homage to Ultimate Spider-Man number one. Um, that that might be something people want to look out for. Uh, if you look at prices for Ultimate Fallout number four, the uh, Jurjevic variant, the one in 25, thousands of dollars. I mean, thousands of dollars. So Miles is, is, is crazy right now. Uh, you have to start thinking about him uh, up there with Ahsoka. So very cool stuff. Good stuff. Good yeah. times. Uh, so, Corbin, I saw you sitting in a chat. Uh, so, he asked you a question about Punchline. I saw you answering in the chat. You want to go ahead and address it right now? Um, Just about the character? Yeah. yeah. Like, do you think she's going to be worth buying oh, in on or buying yeah. and selling on Punchline? I'm, I'm buying in on Punchline. I think this is a character that DC's trying to make it different and not just throw... Um, like, oh, it's a Joker-adjacent character. They've taken the time to kind of develop her as a character. I think they're continuing on with that. They've given her own identity in the sense that, yes, yeah, she's Joker's right-hand woman. She's Joker's girlfriend. But she has her own motivation. This has been, like, her own... Um, like, he's been a goal of hers, but she even developed her own, like, Joker gash or Joker venom. Like, they're going out of their way to ally her with the Joker, but separate her in a way that 
I don't want to compare it to Harley Quinn. I feel it's a totally different character. I mean, I mean, obviously it is, but in terms of being independent, someone who can probably carry her own um, self in its in her spinoff in a spinoff episode or something as a worthy opponent of her own right. So she's someone that DC for most of this time when they throw in characters and they run into these. Um, you know, new limited series and everything. They're quick to just shoehorn characters in. Different accents happen. Boom. Check this out. By the first appearance, whatever. And I feel like with Punchline, they're establishing her roots as a character and fleshing it out more. I like the backstory they gave her. I like the origin they gave her. I like the way they're continuing on. And that's giving me faith that this isn't going to be some fad or some DC just throw the character in, may create a buzz. They want this one to stick. They want this one to last. I'm not saying they want another Harley Quinn, but I feel like Punchline is going to be her own character and her own storyline very soon. Um, and I think it's one that's going to be successful because of the groundwork they're putting in now. Do you feel so, like maybe DC is mm-hmm. almost trying to phase out Harley Quinn? Because they, almost, they canceled her, her standalone series. Now they're bringing in Punchline. I don't think Harley Quinn is is trying to like be shut out entirely, but I agree with you, Matt. Like in, in the sense of for this generation, maybe it's run its course. It's a great character. It's one of it's now one of DC's legacy characters. And the fact that it was made in-house by their, you know, Bruce Tim and um oh my goodness, I'm forgetting the mm-hmm. actual huh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Dini, like the fact that it was done by that is it is great. But at this point, I think they've run her through so many stories. She's been used in two suicide, you know, Suicide Squad movie, a Birds of Prey movie. There has been a lot of Harley Quinn, um, and not that there's some Harley Quinn fatigue, but you have the chance to create a character who can have its own buzz, have something in the common market r- reminiscent of Harley Quinn back in the late '90s. You've got an opportunity to do that. I think DC seizing on that. They're having a love flux, a lot of situations going on right now where they need um, some reliable good news with the end of 5G and all this up in the air with Dan Diddy and everything going on. Sorry, I keep saying it. Diddy, you know. So I think that the way they're approaching it is what gives me hope. They could have easily just put punchline in. Gave her a quick backstory, and that had been the end of it. I, but, like um, how they, I like how they establish in Batman 92 that it's not his girlfriend. She's not exactly. his girlfriend. She's his partner. So Exactly. Right. Yeah. That, that, not, not, like, not even like a, a Mercy Graves, Lex Luthor situation. Like an entirely separate person who has motivation similar to Joker, is inspired by the Joker, but is her own character. And the way that they're doing it gives me hope. I was like, explain, oh. explain it to me because I haven't been reading much about it. Can you explain what her origin is without getting yeah. too into it? I mean, she was a college student. Um, and she, even when I think there was a scene in um, where she was basically like all the kids were dressing up as their, as their heroes or whatever for Halloween when she was young and she dressed up as the Joker. And it was showing like the families of response to that. But as she grew up, I mean, she came in contact with them through the Internet. Um, she had developed some of her Joker venom, but basically he kind of like mentored her. Um, and then she used that and she experimented on the homeless community. And then, um, she had, she had this issue. It was, I think it was in school where the college had a superhero day and she dressed up as the Joker. Um, and the Dean went to, um, basically address her like, are you crazy? Like what's going on? And then, um, that was when she exposed him to the Joker venom. And that was kind of like the completion of his, of her transformation into that character from someone who was infatuated and had some knowledge of the Joker and like a super fan to know she's her own person. Um, so what is she doing now? Is she like, is there, is she underboss, like a Lieutenant? Okay. What, what, um, we don't even really know though, because they have, they're slow playing the shit well, out of her. Well, like, I'm, I'm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're I'm seeing sorry. her here and there through these, these issues, but they're slow playing mm-hmm. the hell out of her. You don't really even know what her, her true motive is yet. You don't really know any of that. And like Corbett said, in 
in Joker, the 80th anniversary issue where it has her, her origin, Joker's there already. And yep. Joker's basically recruiting her. He seeked her out. You know? And, and, and James Tinian said that he wanted this character to be an anti-Harley Quinn. Someone who was quiet, someone who was intimidating, someone who was a killer, and that the Joker was pursuing her. Which and is like... DC said, you know what? We're not going to do that. Well, in, in a way, though, they because like even Matt said, because her motive, I know just from, I mean, context clues you're reading, that she's like a boss partner, whatever, under the Joker. But, you know, comparing for this coming war against Batman, Superman, all of that. But what Matt's saying is a perfect point. You know, when Harley Quinn came, you know, boom, she was a great character. She still is. But we knew the motivation, we knew it. The backstory that was fleshed out gave her from a two-dimensional character to a three-dimensional character. But punchline, we're going into a story of her origin. We still don't know what her ultimate endgame is. And DC, exactly, but DC in the past has been quick to punchline, 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 take the character and just rub it in and just know everything about them and get excited. And the fact that they're taking it and deliberately slowing it down and making layers to the character is making her more interesting and fleshing out further. And that's further cementing her in her place right now. Because there's still a whole bunch of loose threads. They could take their time and tie it together. But as the reader, you're going to be sucked in because she's written quite well. At least on the moments, you know. So that's what I think is different. Yeah, and I like I said, Batman ninety two, Catwoman tells Harley Quinn she's Joker's new girlfriend, Harley, and and (laughs) uh, Punchline's like, no, I'm her, I'm his partner. So she's quick to correct her, and you Mm -hmm. get to see you get to see the the beginnings of the Harley Quinn Punchline throwdown, and yeah, but it's yeah, she's got an interesting backstory. I feel like. To me personally, I wish her, her black backstory was a little bit more, and I'm sure it will be to come. I, I just think that's the, the taste of it that she makes her own Joker toxin and he seeks her out, and she's only a college student. But I think we're going to get more from that. But they are definitely slow playing releasing information about her. Ooh, we're getting slow, burn. and I think, yep, slow burn. I I personally think that the Jock variant to Batman is, or not Jock, the Art Jock, Art Jock variant is way better than the purple variant that's $30 right now. I just got that from Jesse. Which one? The art germ? The art germ, because I couldn't, you know, shout out to to Drawn for, you know, shutting down because, you know, to keep your... Have you guys talked about that? Mm -mm. No. I haven't touched on it because I don't know the facts yet. I don't know if it's someone in staff that had it, if a customer came in that had it. They made, they made it here. They made a post and they said, "This was about five days ago." They said, "Within the last week, one of our customers had COVID and they came into the store. So, as a precaution, they're shutting the store and quarantining and have it quarantined for two weeks. They're not doing curbside pickup. They're not doing anything. They're just shutting it down and they're just taking precautions, just just in case." Which is smart. It, it's painful understanding for the short term for the community, for the store, but in general, I see what they're trying to do. And I said, I said like, Jock because I had the Jock variant for Joker sitting right here. And I was yeah, you like that one. I do. Let me like see that one. one. The Jock. That's one. pretty cool. I like the Jock one. Oh wow! Like I was watching Spinner Rack on Sunday, and I was like, Ooh, <laughs> Shout out to Corbin got me one of these books. That was that was a team effort there. Yo. And that I was like, I never thought of hearing Jack. I was like, ooh, I'm gonna go see if John's open. I'm fucking gonna go get my books. And they said, sorry, we're closed for the next two weeks. I was like, Jesus Christ. And not only that, big shout out uh, to Jesse James Comics, who also said, you know what? 
because we all have customers that go to each, you know uh, multiple stores um we're gonna do the same and he's like we're just not gonna take a chance um and so much respect to uh especially since they stores. 1645 cases today got reported yeah crazy so the whole thing i'm not saying that there's not people out there who are getting sick but i don't think it's as the sickness is as bad as people think it is for people who are who are not elderly elderly or don't have any hardcore pre-existing conditions well while we're saying right now 22 to 40 is the main group of people that are getting it but they're surviving dying from it but the 40 are the people that are getting it and, and a lot of those people are kicking it in two days or, or, or three days. I mean, it's 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 not that, you know, there's people that, uh, matter of fact, um, what's his name uh, who got it? Um, somebody got it recently, a famous person, and they just got really nailed by it because they weren't in good health at the time. But their mother was 70 years old and they gave it to their mother and his mother kicked it in two days. So... It's just about it's just about what you're if you're healthy or not. It's just um, your body. In your body, yeah. Like and, the it was this heavy metal band, I forget they were called now. He was a drummer and he was on tour in Europe as it was going before it really was known, but they were still touring and on their way back as the whole band got sick. By the time he got back to San Francisco, they had to put him in a medical coma. Because that's how hard it hit him. Because his and immune system was uh, compromised. He was, a, he, was a, he was in like a satanic heavy metal black band. He, he said he, he learned while he was in his coma, he went to hell. And hell isn't a bad place. He learned that heaven is. Heaven is a horrible place. It's worse than hell. But that's what he was talking about. Yeah, I don't know. If I that. <laughs> <laughs> much much respect to that. He said, "I quite kind of don't believe in the devil like I used to, but I definitely don't want to go to heaven." <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're giving shout outs, shout out to Fantastic World, and now officially, all four of us have been to that shop. Yeah. I went there the other day for the first time. I know last week hey, you said you thought guy. you were the last one, but yeah, I was the last one to go. <laughs> I went in there finally, picked up some books. It's a cool store. Cool, cool dude. shop. Beautiful shop. Great, great spot. Can't great. wait to go back again. Great group of guys. I hope we go tomorrow. We should. Um, I wanted to see, yeah. But we have to talk about it. Yeah. You know, Esteban, I want to make sure I told you guys that he's very appreciative of all the love we show them and all the shout-outs we give him on the show and all of us stopping by the store and supporting the shop. It's a and, great store, man. If you guys live in the Valley, there's no reason why you're not going down there. I mean, you, you you should be supporting everybody. You should be spreading the comic book love for everyone. For almost all of the comic book store, almost, I'm just joking, all the comic book stores here, they all are unique in their own way. Their own flavor, their own personality. But the thing that still blows me away about Fantastical Comics is just the fucking books that they have just kicking it in that store. Yeah. Yeah. Matt was, uh, Matt ran, rolled up and hit, picked like eight nine keys of last last week. It's crazy. <laughs> Pick up eight nine keys, <laughs> dude. Someone yeah. bought a first kingpin. I did buy Matt. a first kingpin. <laughs> I feel you. Where are you at? Where are you at? Where it's over by uh, Lance. It's over by uh, 
the, Scottsdale. the Odyssey place. It's like a mile or two from that Odyssey place. Ooh. That's pretty. Pretty. Right next to a beautiful Wendy's, I might add. Or a White Castle. It's just down if the road from White Castle. Wait in line for a couple hours. I mean, listen, that's an excursion right there. Man, I think we should go hit up the I'll store tomorrow. We should text and make sure that uh, Ish is going to be there. Storm the yeah. store. You know what? I'm on it now. I'm texting Ish now. Just storm the yeah. store. <laughs> Dude, and if anybody's listening that's local here that wants to, like, message us and see where we're going, I'm pretty sure we're going to be out and about tomorrow, right? Whole crew, yeah. Is that our plan? That's, in, that's you know, to be honest, what we should do is we should uh, we should try and um, maybe if we can hit up uh, the local shops here in the valley and and uh, maybe you know if we can record what their shops look like and maybe uh, let them talk about it on the show just to I, dude, fantastic idea, idea. Fantastic Worlds has already given they said they want anytime we want to go there they have they'll move anything. They'll move half the store for us if we want to come hang out and podcast there. And I, and I think I think yeah, every take- shop has basically extended that offer, which <laughs> is, says a lot about the valley and and the community, the common community in the valley. Um, yeah, you always every once in a while you, you you'll find a bad apple in the bunch, um, but uh, just like with the police force, uh, uh, not every bad apple you know ruins the bunch. You just got to get rid of the bad apple, and communities police their own, and uh, we have an amazing one here in, here in the valley. Very true, but yeah, shout out to them, man. They they I had a great experience there. Look forward to seeing them tomorrow if we go. I love I love uh, going in there and bullshitting about. Uh, uh, hockey with Ish, and uh, all I know is if I walk in there, I, I'm walking out with first vision. I already know. You already it. know. I mean, I took a picture next to the cover of Gotham by Gaslight poster on the wall. I ain't putting my Facebook. I'll do that tomorrow. It was fun. Good yeah, trades. Like they just got a Spider-Man run in a, in a ton of keys, and I walked in there and and <laughs> looking for that first uh, kingpin and. Ish was like, hey, check out all these other books we got. There's books I haven't posted yet. And it's a dude, it's like, oh, going through it, it's like, oh, here's the here's the first uh, cameo appearance of Mary Jane. Here's the first full appearance of Mary Jane. Here's another one. Oh, here's the first Gwen Stacy cover. And you're going through all the oh, here's the first Scorpion. Like it, here's the first Rhino. Dude, it's it, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Shout out to, to Lan- uh, Lance with the uh, comic crawl idea. That's that's the segment there. Comic crawl, boom. I was like, I had Brent with me, and I was like, "Hey, Brent, you want to see a book that I'll never be able to afford in like five lifetimes? Amazing Fantasy fifteen sitting there in the case, one point wow. five CGC graded. What are they selling it for? I didn't even ask. I didn't even want to know. <laughs> you have to ask how much it costs. You, you can't, can't afford, afford it. it. Yeah, exactly. Why? <laughs> you don't see me asking about anything. I know. Wait, well, not getting that bad boy. <laughs> Next time, baby, for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'll get Brian's next time, baby, tomorrow. I'm hyped about that. Waiting for those books for two long weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what books do I have going to get for Brian? That should be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. We got to figure out the – we got to map this whole thing out. Solo Wookie did a great time to disappear. Oh, he's back for money. Uh, oh, no, he's not back for me. I'm sorry. I was reading this comment. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading it, so it's a YouTube comment. My bad, solo. All right, let's go ahead and get into the back half of our show. Let's go ahead and get into a little bit of odd news. Let's go. Tonight, the 
All right. With all the crazy shit that's going on in the world right now, the one symbol that has become a major staple of the U.S. police force is the Punisher symbol. And the question has come up. How do you make how do you stop cops from using the Punisher symbol when the idea is to make it a Black Lives Matter symbol? Do you guys think that's a, a good idea, bad idea, or do you think that it should just be removed as being used as a symbol anyway. I don't completely. think it should be removed. I think anybody should use it if they fucking want to, but uh, actions have consequences. Like if you're a douchebag and you use that symbol as a douchebag, you might get punched in the face. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that. There's a dude that I worked with one time. He showed up and he had, he went like this and he had the Punisher on each arm. And I was like, fuck yeah, I love Spider-Man. He's like, what? <laughs> Punisher, Spider-Man, Punisher, no. fucking between nine, yeah, fuck yeah, like you know, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I just think it's cool. It's like he just, he just fucking just poser. Cool. He's a fucking poser, like somebody else I fucking know. Fucking poser. Oh, poser wow. ass tattoos, yeah. right? Yeah. Wow, not coming up with yeah. the, the subtle. That's right. <laughs> uh, the, not with the subtle. Legendary WWE yeah, wrestler The Undertaker yeah, reveals that his favorite metal bands are. And if anybody follows The Undertaker, you know that he's had the, the phase where he did American Badass by Kid Rock, come out to Rollin' by Limp Bizkit, Metallica's, and Now That We're Dead. So he says that his favorite bands are Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Ozzy Osbourne, Rage Against the Machine. Um, and it all just depends on what body part he's working out in the gym that day is who he listens to. I got to say something. I watched the um, first episode, I believe, of his documentary. That's the going last on ride. Right now. Fucking amazing. I am not a big wrestling fan. Of course, I know who The Undertaker was or is. Um, fascinating. Fascinating. I could not stop watching. Uh, almost made me want to go and buy whatever streaming service they have so I can watch the whole thing. Um very cool. I love shit like that. I love seeing behind the scenes on people who are professionals. That dude is the ultimate professional. Uh, Mark Calloway is his name, if you don't know. And um, just a really cool documentary. Really cool dude. Uh, never expected to have that much respect for a wrestler. I just thought it was cool. And I was, it's like a, I subscribed to this like heavy metal thing. You know, they always post these heavy medical articles, and I was like, ah, that's where I got the the drummer uh, with the COVID story. It's the same website as the guy they posted the Undertaker one. And I was like, I was like, Guns N' Roses, I could see that. Metallica, I could see Rage Against the Machine. Nice. That's all. Nice. Nice. You can you can only respect that. I mean, I don't really, I've only watched Undertaker wrestle once, and it was on YouTube. But still, I respect Rage Against the Machine. <sighs> nope, just kidding. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Rage Against Your what? I don't know. Uh, there is a company, Adult wow. Ice Cream Truck, delivers frozen cocktails. Oh, genius. That is pretty. That is pretty smart. Dude, it's like an ice cream truck, but for adults, man, come up. And like a frozen margarita. <laughs> delivered through several Houston neighborhoods, including Midtown, Downtown, Montrose, awesome. Washington, 
the gallery in the heights. So that's so when are we going to see the drug, the drug uh, ice cream man? That soon enough. Hear about when we were kids, like, dude, that dude really sells drugs out of his ice cream van. Every ice cream truck, that's what you heard about. That guy really yeah. sells drugs. When are we going to see that ice that ice cream van? That's good. That's a good question. Soon. 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this dude's name. I think it's Ray Uh-oh. Cicerelli. NASCAR is leaving NASCAR at the end of the season over NASCAR deciding to ban the Confederate flag because there's been a huge movement over removing uh, Confederate. Did you see NASCAR's response to that? No. Look up Google. NASCAR. Look yeah. up NASCAR's response. They responded to his post. Shout out to NASCAR. Thank you for putting this asshole in his place. This is the awesome, most great response. This is what a company needs to do on social media. This type of shit. Let me see. I know Tim posted it in our chat. Let me see if I can bring it up real quick. It is a uh, classic, man. It was a few days ago, but yeah, it's. I mean, I see a lot of people have said that the dude has zero wins, so I think that's probably what he should have been focused more. Not on. Not only does he have zero wins, NASCAR didn't even know that he was a NASCAR driver. <laughs> Wait till you hear the what they responded with. It's fucking hilarious. Are you find, did you find it, Kyle? Uh, not yet. We need a Jamie. Where's a Jamie? Yeah, right. I got it right here. All right. So you got Ray it? said, Ray the NASCAR driver said, I'd like to announce I'm retiring from NASCAR after this season. I cannot drive a car for a league that won't allow my special flag. NASCAR, in reply, wrote, we actually had to Google who you were. I'm sure your dozens of fans are real sad about your crusade to defend participation trophies. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Brutal. Burn, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, fuck that guy. Fucking burn, dude. Yeah, so we can reach it, what it stands for, but what... The people who are behind it is what ruined it. Exactly. That's what, That's what I'm it's with. Not I what the actual that. flag it's about. It's the people that represent that have kind of tarnished it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Almost like for me, you know, and I not even get the politics, but people go, well, this was actually a Democrat thing back in the day, and this was a Republican thing back in the day, and did it. But this evolved and changed so much. So I'm only looking at. Exactly. I'm only looking at the people now that represent it now. And sadly, sometimes that can be way It was the Indian sign for peace. It doesn't matter. Someone has taken that and they have completely shit on it and they've turned it into something else. And they've turned it into one thing now. When you see it, you think of something. You don't think of this. A perfect example is the swastika. The swastika it was originally of oh, leave it to Brian. peace. Leave it to Brian. And, and the Eastern religions. And uh, the, the Nazis commandeered that thing and turned it into one of the most hated symbols in human history. And thinking about it, you can say that out loud. What? You, what? This whole thing. You just must have been thinking about it. I didn't say it out loud? No. Uh-uh. No. No. I swear to God, I just got done saying all that. I don't. I don't know if did you said do you say this the Nazi symbol? I heard you say something about it was an Indian sign. Oh, okay. I, well, I thought you were. T- I didn't know you said you said swastika. I know you said something about an Indian sign up for peace. I was trying to think of what it was. But I, I thought it was yeah. turned around. I thought that's what I thought it was. It was, um, yeah, um, uh, Buddhist, if I remember correctly, or Hindu, one of the two. But anyways, uh-huh. but it's, yeah, he, he stole it and he took it and he 
pretty much took a big old shit on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's my thing. I don't think you need statues and monuments for everything. History is history. That, that, the people aren't forgetting what happened to it. You want to find that up, look at a book. People know where it began, like you're saying about the history of the swastika. You see it now? Yeah, it stands for hate. I'm sorry. People ruined that. If you want to know what it really stood for, look it up. The history is there. That's it's not, not erasing it. It's just exactly. it's not erasing it. It's just giving it a different... When you think about it, it has a different view on it now. Yeah. When, milk's, it. when uh-huh. milk spoils, it tastes like shit. Exactly. There you go. I look at it like schools or something. Let's say when you first open a school and they have rules and you're able to do whatever you want. And you can swing on the jungle gyms. You can do this and do that. And they take pictures and it's all great. Someone falls off the jungle gym, breaks their leg or whatever because they're playing recklessly. A rule's in place now that that is gone. Yeah. Guess what? I'm sorry. A couple bad people ruined it for everyone else. It sucks. You can still look at the pictures. You still know the history. They did have one. It did represent this. A bunch of people came into this part of the history too. You can't have it both ways on that. And that's just kind of what it is. Uh, Griddle Geek for the facts. The swastika was also used by the Navajo people. Several of their artifacts cannot be displayed in the Herd Museum. I thought that they had used the, that symbol as well. I thought that. Now, I, I do think like a lot of stuff is quick to be. I mean, I think a lot of stuff is quick to be like called out and, and, and I guess, again, cancel culture, whatever the case may be. But I think when you have as long a line of history as this, and it's not like people have been unapologetic about the viewpoints that they feel and the vast majority of it. I think you have enough. It's not like this is some Twitter thing where we saw it and people just went crazy. There Let's are be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, you talk about things like there's talks um, in in media and, and water coolers that uh, you know they need to um, label the Ku Klux Klan as uh, a terrorist group. And if you don't think that's true, then go fuck yourself. If you don't think that the Ku Klux Klan is a bad thing. You, there's a problem here. I don't care, you know, like what laws or freedom of speech and this and that. They have intent. They say their intent. They talk about their intent. They're hateful. It's not good. It's not good for civilized society. It's not good for community. It's not good for for brotherly love and love your neighbor and love you know uh, uh, turn the other cheek. You know, if you're really Christian, who love your neighbor, they are. It's a a bracket yes instead yeah. of just so uh, uh when you're being in it sometimes again actions have consequences you act like an asshole you're gonna get socked yeah i mean and, you know just like grizzly geek said yes that symbol is used for thousands of years but the impact of the dozens of years that it was used in a negative way has had a ripple effect forever yep there's Amen. nothing that can ever be done for, for the impact that it made so quickly. It's just, you know, that's just the way it is. It sucks, but it is. Yeah. Good, bad, indifferent, like, dislike. It, it's the way it is now. Is it's, it's, yeah. it's been shit on. And, and I'm glad that this is coming up. Uh, you know, it's a topic of conversation because it's something that definitely needs to be talked about. And we should have been talking. We, we should have have been talking about it for a long time now, and it should never leave um, the 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 talk uh, of society because it's uh, things like that are always how to make society better and how to make you know your community better. So that should that should always be in the forefront because it only helps them to continue to make things better. 
Yeah. And we're in a fucking crazy times with a fucking crazy disease going around. There's fucking craziness. And um, there's not enough cool shit going on. So, Have you got a call yet from uh, NASA, Kyle, to go drill the asteroid that's hurtling towards us? Dude, I'm so pissed that I haven't. I should be doing my two weeks of uh, of quick training. Talk about the wrong stuff. <laughs> like, I sh- I'm down. I'm ready to go drill a goddamn fucking down the clown. Down to do the asteroid. I'm down to. I'm down to go drill a whole. Dr- I'll even pull the Bruce Willis and I'll stay and I'll take one for the team. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, you know, since we can't. You know, remote detonated. I'll sit there with the switch, and I'll take one just to make sure mankind can fucking prevail. There you go. I, I want to do that fucking eleven G's around the moon to catch back up to the back of the asteroid. I'm just saying. Good Maybe man, we, right there. Hey. Our last uh, last little bit of news is Chicago cops were seen lounging during looting and were asked um, to be in Congressman's office. So. Apparently, uh, more than a dozen Chicago police officers and supervisors were captured on video lounging inside a burglarized congressman's campaign office and even appeared to be making popcorn and brewing coffee as people vandalized and stole from nearby businesses as protests and unrest spread across the I like the dude that's laying on the couch. <laughs> that's my favorite. He's just kicking back. He's just like, hey, cops need a break too, man. They do. Just like any job, man, you get your 15-minute coffee break. You get your fucking half hour lunch. Hey man, when you're off the clock, you're off the clock. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure this dude was like, all right, if they're still looting in seven minutes, I'll go over there and do something. Bob, let's take care of this one, man. It's been a long shift. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's sad they're in a situation like that. It's sad they have to be like shown like that, but it's like. Well, like, think about. Think about the job that they got to do. That's a fucking shitty job. And then to be treated like shit. That's all it is is a job. Yeah. So if I was that person, there would be a a part of me that went, you know what? Fuck these motherfuckers. If they don't want me there, I'm going to take a fucking nap. So (laughs) I don't blame that. Those people, those guys are humans too. And they need to be... They need to be, you know, told that they're doing a good job and thank you. It's it's very hard to do that job to be that that in that position and be hated all the time. Mm. But because of that, if you're a police officer, you got to start working harder. You got to put in more work. You, you're you got a shitty job ahead of you to change the way people Unlike feel about the you. Video but you, you posted on your Facebook the other day. What's that? Like the video you posted on your Facebook the other day. Which one was that? The anonymous one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gonna get into this rabbit hole, huh? Yeah, dude. I, I, I watched that and I laughed because I was like, I remember seeing that and I was like, that's kind of weird. And I didn't say shit. I didn't bring it up to you. I didn't message you. I didn't get involved. I seen it and I said, it seems so out of place for Brian, but you know what? His viewpoints are his viewpoints and I'm not going to, I'm not going to shit on him for it. It's, it's whatever. If he wants to post that, he can post that. And then like when, when you guys posted the episode, Nubia texts me and she's like, what video? 
And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious, though. And I saw it when you posted it. I clicked on it like I do. Everybody posts videos. And I, watched, and I was like. Uh, that's a perfect example. You learned two good lessons. One, uh, make sure you're posting what you really think you're posting. And, and two, uh, if you know somebody, don't act like he's acting a certain way when you know he'll never really act that way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like when I tell you that I don't like running, I don't like running. And it's fucking obvious. I, I don't run from the fucking cops. So if somebody says, I saw Brian running, you're going to say, go fuck yourself. Not going to happen. You know what I mean? I, I was just like, I, you know, kind of like when Corbin thought I was hitting on the waitress at the bar. <laughs> just kind of let it happen. And it was just like, you know, he wasn't, he knew it was kind of weird, but he just was letting, it's kind of how I was with the, uh, my with play, the Yeah, <laughs> That was a good one. You're right. Even my mother. Even my mother commented on the fucking thing, like, Brian, what are you doing? Da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, God, my own fucking mom. <laughs> but I'm not fucking taking it down, that's for sure. Shit's up there for posterity's sake. I must have okay. missed this. So basically what happened is when the whole uh, – we were shooting a podcast episode – and I don't watch the news. I haven't watched the news in 10 years. I learned shit, you know, from my brother or, you know, from the guys. I, I really – I didn't know about the riots and the Scottsdale riots. In oh, depth. okay. I knew that there was shit going on, but I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know about Jake Paul and stuff. So we get to, to the – I get to um, the studio and Keith goes, dude, did you fucking hear about Jake Paul? And I'm like, no. And right as he was about to tell me, the guest showed up. So we, we talked to the guest. And then after the show, I go, dude, tell me about Jake Paul. And he tells me about Jake Paul. And then he goes, but there's something that's even crazier that happened. Anonymous is back. They dropped three fucking huge bombs. They dropped the Trump fucking dossiers about Epstein. They dropped mm -hmm. the fucking that uh, the that. The, the whole Epstein and, and royalty fucking kids is what caused Princess Di to be killed by the royal family. And then they fucking shut down the police, Minneapolis Police Department and fucking did some crazy fucking V for Vendetta Mr. Robot shit. And I went crazy. I went, are you fucking kidding me? Holy shit. And I was super high. I wasn't high. I was Super high. We just got done doing a show. I probably smoked four blunts during that show. I was high. And I he we couldn't find the video about Anonymous. And all of a sudden, all the fucking posts are saying, make sure you retweet the video because they're pulling it down. They're deleting all the Anonymous posts. And we were like, holy shit, this is out of straight out of Mr. Robot. You know? Like, and that show was sick. And, like, we're like, oh, my yeah. God, it's fucking amazing. We're not going, like, what, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Whether you guys like Anonymous or not, they are a vigilante group, but they've done good things. They've done a lot of shitty things. They've done good things. So some of the things they've done are really cool, and 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 they their purpose is a good purpose. Sometimes they fuck it up, but their purpose is a good purpose. And so I put they put out a post talking about the what they did in, in Minneapolis and why they're doing it and why the people are tired of all the bullshit and why they're back. And I, I was like, oh, my God. And the original post they did, it's just the anonymous dude with the Guy Fox mask. And they got this cool, like, like green text being uh, shown over his face as he's talking. And then on the bottom, it shows the text of what he's saying. 
And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to repost that video. So I go to find the video on Instagram and I think I find it from somebody and I repost and I write this little thing uh, jokingly. I said, am I too high or is this shit really happening? (laughs) This shit's really real, right? Like really real. And I'd put like hashtag really real sativas for pussies, you know, that type of really real. And, and, and V for vendetta. And then like I posted the video. Well, what I didn't realize is, if you watch the video I posted, like after he's talking for like 30 or 20 seconds, while he's talking, they're showing the videos of these cops just beating the fuck out of people, kicking them in the head and just <laughs> fucking people up. And like that's that's like people are like, you're inciting riots. You're and so all of a sudden, like all these comments start showing up and. One of them is from uh, 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 this young man who I consider like uh, a son. Um, he, I've known him since he was eight years old. He lived with me for like four years. Uh, a great kid. He grew up to be uh, going the military. And uh, after the military, he became a police officer. He's a police officer in Tucson. And he puts a quote, you know, a comment on there. It says, you know, you've known me since I was eight years old, you know, and you, and, and you still post uh you know attacks on my life and i'm like whoa holy shit like what the fuck did i just do what am i getting into like you this is ridiculous and it just kept going you know even my mom posted on it like what the fuck so you know i had to uh, yeah i had to fucking talk about that shit but you know uh, laughing so hard (laughs) so hard when you guys were talking about that on podcast I was like, this is so fucking funny. Oh my God. I was, it was a. Uh, and the was, intro, uh, man, where you're fucking pouring the, the squirt in the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is so funny. Yeah, that was fun, man. I just, it, it, it just blows me away that, you know, we're living in crazy times. Uh, beyond crazy times and sometimes you just got to take a moment and just realize what's going on and just take a look for posterity's sake so you can you know say i was there and and i fucking nuts just nuts hey i want to show you my two pickups real quick that i got pickups oh shit where'd you get that get off of ebay nice go on to a mat and then oh fuck it's the thir- third print yeah I love this third print man the yeah, black and white with that cover dude, though, the rest striking that's beautiful wow and I have a 1 in 25 of this coming as well it just hasn't got here yet nice but I saw those cause like you know, Clayton, Clayton Crane was um, at CGC doing it, and he was signing them and talking to people. And I was like, and we talked about that book a while ago. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was like, I gotta get that fucking book. And then when when Tim sent me my Kylo Ren hilt, and I started and I put it all together and I was painting it and getting it all prepped to look all badass. I was like, you know, I gotta get those books. So I went on and. Like those and those covers of that series are badass. So they're pretty sick. That was for that last one, especially. Wow. As everybody, is. everybody, wave to Lance's daughter, who's apparently watching us. 
Yeah, he thinks he's in a meeting. <laughs> it's funny. Um, the Star Wars shit is just ridiculous, and um, there's a lot of money that can can to be made still in Star Wars, and I think uh, the Kylo Ren shit is going to be is still very underrated. I think that's a great character. Um, I hope there's a way that they can continue to tell stories with that character for a while. They should have never killed him off. Um, He's one of yeah. my favorite Star Wars characters. I'm with you. I liked. I didn't like him at first. I thought he was a whiny bitch, but he really grew on me. The, the raw emotion and the confusion and the the, the internal turmoil. It's just it, it speaks to so many people in today's world of just everything that's going on and it's just and he's you know and he's like most people where it's it's hard to you can keep it under wraps until something happens and then it just explodes yeah and just it's just such i hate to say it but it's such a relatable character to me like just that mix of emotion and like turmoil and you just you, you just seem like everything is just like out of sync just a smudge sometimes and and you know it's not around you. You know it's you that's out of sync. It's I don't know. There's just something. And maybe I'm looking too deep into them. But that's what I get from them. No, I agree 100%. I think it's dope. 100 There's something that you replicate, like that you like. It's like reflecting in you as far as a character. I'm I'm geeking out on Star Wars so much that I'm uh, out search, uh, uh, searching for figures again. Um, I'm out searching for the the Mandalorian wave. Uh, just recently came out in the um, the smaller figures, the the non black series, mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately, all I'm finding are, are the you know the Drek of that wave, which is it shouldn't be Drek, but it's Drek, the Lando, the Bespin Luke. I think there's a Leia, uh, C3PO. It's hard to find. There's there's two figures that people are trying to find in that way, and the Mandalorian is one of them, and it's a badass looking figure, um, and I think it's selling for a pretty decent amount on the secondary market, uh, so it's pretty hard to find. Wow. Yeah, I'm geeking out wow. on that shit again, man. I got play play it safe. Oh, it's dope. Star Wars. Yeah. And that's why I feel you on that. Do you have to sand it down? He didn't. Oh, he doesn't have his headphones on. Did you have to sand it down? Not, dude. There's so much detail in it that it was hard for me to do it. Yeah. All I have to do, I've got, I've got, um, and I and I kind of like that. It's got, it's kind of like rough. Yeah. I kind of like that look to it. So all I'm, all I have left to do is I have to paint all, all of this red. This needs to be blue, and then there's a little gold flare into it. Like you put a little bit of reddish gold flare into it, like it's because it's you know burning so hot. But other than that, man, it's and it came in you know like six or seven pieces. That's I still dope. got mats here in somewhere. I don't even know where anymore. Somewhere in the bag. Pick it up for me tomorrow. Boom, boom, boom. But I, I would love to be able to add, like, red to come out and actually, like... Lance, yeah. Lance from Couch Cruncher says, kind of overboard for a penis pump. 
<laughs> hey, nothing like Penis Pump that says, hey, I'm using my favorite Star Wars character's hilt. True that. That was a good one, man. Who is talking? Uh, Someone's screaming at Corbin's house. Corbin, <laughs> get the fuck off the internet! I know I'm using the bandwidth. This on me. <laughs> Thought I told y'all to sit down and shut up. Shut up. That's pretty much exactly what it's being told, by the way. So, congrats on that one. <laughs> uh, anybody got anything else uh, you want to talk about this week before we get out of here and let everyone get to enjoying their Friday nights? Friday night. It's ten thirteen. So that night is almost over, unless you're one of those believers that the night is still young. Oh, the night is still young. Even now that it's black, still young. Gotta look up early tomorrow, dude. Uh, shout out to Tim. The one guy that's not in the chat tonight. Shout out to the one guy. <laughs> Lance says they're trying to watch Netflix. You inconsiderate bastard. <laughs> Talking to you, Corbin. Oh wow. <laughs> Badass. <laughs> Fleshlight, Kyle. <laughs> Good one. Uh, all right. Well, I think that'll do it for this week's episode. If you guys had a good time, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, if you want to come out comic book hunting with us all tomorrow, you can uh, shoot us a message on the Absolute Geek Facebook page through Arthur Messenger. We'll let you know what shop we're at when. Come hang out. Say hi. Uh, search and rummage some comics for us with us I should say um, it should be a fun day uh, if this is your first time finding us on on YouTube make sure to hit the like subscribe button and leave a comment below if you're listening to the playback on Monday please make sure to uh, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review that helps us in the podcast standings uh, make sure to uh, make sure to check out Grizzle Geek at 6pm uh, live on YouTube every Friday night before us they're, they're the appetizer. Come stick around for the main course. And then always make sure to check out the dessert that is Couch Crunchers on Saturday nights at 7 p.m. live on YouTube over on Couch Crunchers page. Check out Corbin possibly tomorrow on Couch Crunchers. Who knows? Tentatively, that's the plan, right? Tentatively, that sounds like a plan. Um, Thank everyone for hanging out in the chat. If you guys want to support the show, the best way to do that is buying some merch like that beautiful, beautiful comic code shirt Brian has on right now or you can uh, go to the Etsy store and pick up in the links below the Kyle signature no sir that is an incorrect statement shirt those are always for sale the proceeds go to help the show it's just pretty good shirt I don't have to change for it <laughs> yeah so for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast I am Matt I am Kyle I'm Brian and I'm Corbin make sure to check out Tales from the Spinner Rack Saturdays at 3 p.m. live on YouTube if you want to hear more about Punchline. Sundays. Or sorry, Sundays, 3 p.m. I apologize. Thank you, Corbin. Sundays, 3 p.m. Uh, if you want to hear it was more a really about really good show next week. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate thank it. Thank you. That's a lot I coming from sad. Kyle. I was, really I was intrigued and I was engrossed and maybe want to go buy a comic book so I could catch up and read. And it did exactly what it's supposed to do with a comic book review show. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Glad that we you finally guys actually, glad. You actually read the goddamn books. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find more about more about oh. Batman ninety two and punchline and Corbin's thoughts on that, 
Uh, come check out Tales from the Spinner Rack Sundays, 3 p.m. live on YouTube, on this page right here. And if you hit that bell notification, you'll get a notification when we go live. So there's that too. But uh, we'll see you guys next time. Keep them back on board and those pockets loaded. Corbin now takes the bag and boarded line. <laughs> <laughs> Please be Kellen's slime. Oh man. I've got to keep alive. Just made a slide amendment. <laughs>